Ladies, gentlemen, hamsters, and gerbils, it is Brain Scratch Commentaries, and tonight we are doing yet another Rift Tracks. This time on the first episode of... Sorry, the fourth episode of... (laughs) (laughs) Episode one, The the Phantom Menace. The Star Wars movie, which is the first uh, episode in the Phantom Menace! (laughs) (laughs) Just save yourself the trouble. As opposed to the first Star Wars movie, which is actually the fourth episode in the Star Wars saga. Uh, the one where George Lucas went crazy. <laughs> episode one, The Phantom Menace. No, basically where George Lucas thought he was an actually good director. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Right, I'm pretty sure we have much to talk about on our two-hour adventure. It's Well, two-hour-plus adventure, I should say. Yeah. Basically, so sh- we're all watching the DVD version, so... Yeah, Start, if you, so if-, if you're watching along with us, we begin at the 20th Century Fox logo. The 20th Century logo, as opposed to the one that comes before the other logos at the beginning. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so is everyone ready to start the movie? Yes. Yep. yes. Alright, so remember on the Invisible Zero, we're all going to hit play. Three, two, one... All right, D- DVD menu thingy. <laughs> I remember when we used this for the uh, Sonic 4 Episode 1 commentary before we actually had to start watching our copyright stuff. <laughs> we never did make one for Episode 2, unfortunately. No. Okay, I'm at the THX logo. I also... THX. Well, it was the globe, and now it's going to form into the <laughs> Damn THX. Damn special editions. Oh, is <laughs> it? Ryan off sync, because okay. we're already at the Star Wars logo. Okay. Yep. I'm, skip, I'm going to skip ahead, then. Now, the, fir- the first problem, I think, with this movie is that the text crawl content isn't particularly interesting. They probably could have made it interesting, but they didn't. Are you guys in the middle of the text crawl? Yeah, uh, we're, well, we're at the very beginning of the text scroll. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Uh, dispute is the last word I see. Um, the, 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 first, the first sentence is interesting. The second sentence is like, this is the kind of stuff we shove off to our diplomats because we don't want to be bothered actually dealing with it ourselves. Okay, you know? I'm, I'm, a, I'm sync with everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just, uh, really, all, the thing is, I don't, I don't get where people think that this is the worst Star Wars movie. Two is far worse. Two is. I would like to mention, okay, it's a really dick move on the part of the government to send two Jedi Knights to negotiate a. They're a, knights. They have nothing to do with negotiations. They have just control the power. They're just. They're, they're essentially Jedi Knights. They're the embodiment of peace. They're they they're, 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 they're essentially just warrior power. monks. They're, they're, they, 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 they know about taxation. They're monks that are treated like the fucking police force. They have mind control powers. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be unethical. <laughs> I think that's ever stopped government. Has anyone else noticed how the Republic cruiser looks like a giant dick? Or is that just me? If we're going to get into Freudian. If we're going to get no, into I mean just the design of it. It looks so phallic. If we're going to get Freudian here, we'll be here all day. I don't need <laughs> to get Freudian to see this. It's like I look at this thing and I'm like, why did they let this through concept development? Uh, this guy's puppet face is so badly done. Did you guys? Um, did you guys see this in theaters? Yep. I saw it I opening saw day. Theaters, yeah. I, uh, Everyone 99, did. 99, I was like six. Even I though we, we heard it was eight. terrible, we still wanted to go see it. I didn't no, hear I any like... of that bad hype before. Uh, I well, because you want opening it. day. 
I saw it like well, a week later. There's a thing though. It's like I, I I distinctively remember opening day because you know it was you know we haven't had a Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi, and we got a new a new Star Wars movie coming out in theaters. As soon as the Star Wars opening crawl started, the theater exploded. Yep. Now, everyone was really excited for this. Yeah, and then it turned out to be really meh. Although I do like Qui-Gon Jinn, I will say I, that. I like Except Qui-Gon's Qui-Gon an idiot half the time. I like, now, it's Liam Neeson. You can't make Liam Neeson unenjoyable. He yeah. was Oscar Schindler, for God's sake. He's like exactly what I pictured a Jedi Master to be, a Jedi Knight to be. So he did that. He does really well, I will say that. The um, the uh, One of the things, and you know what? I hate saying George Lucas was right back in the day for this, but one of the things about the prequel trilogy that gets me is how recognizable a lot of the faces are. Oh, what? Like, it's not... Yeah, it's you not know, George Lucas had this thing Mason. during... During the original thing, during the original um, uh, trilogy, George Lucas had this thing where he didn't want to use actors in Star Wars or in any of his movies, I think, that were in other things. Something about keeping their character identity and stuff. He was actually against using uh, Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones afterward. But uh, well, was Harrison Ford uh, famous before Star Wars? No. No? Oh, okay. No. Never mind. He, he, he had been in a few things, but he wasn't famous. Yeah, I don't think anybody in the original trilogy was known no, Mark, for anything. Mark, Mark Hamill is a pretty decently big TV star. Uh, yeah, was he? Yeah. Afterwards, I think he got typecast a, a fair bit. Or, yeah. And you know what? I think uh, typecasting was a problem with a lot of people who were in the Star Wars movies back then. Well, Harrison uh, Ford had a decent range of roles after that. Like he was in. Yeah, he was the only one to literally escape it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, the. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's just uh, conversely. You know, a, a lot of the actors in the prequel trilogy are already well known. So well, yeah, you, like you have Liam Neeson and Nat- I don't know if Natalie Portman had really done anything too big before this. It, um, it's like if you see the, if you've seen them in other things, it does kind of. It, it's like the effect isn't quite as strong. Well, the you, thing is that there are movies where I refer to characters by their actors' names. Like anything that Tom Cruise is in, I call him Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. here I call. <laughs> but here the thing is, is that I call here I call I call I call Qui Gon Qui Gon and not Liam Neeson, and I call. Yeah. Well, it's not like they have any really, really, really big time people that. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Apart from him. <laughs> well, I, even still, I still call him Mace Windu. In I still think I think Christopher Lee was a big enough name. Well, yeah, Christopher true. Lee, definitely. Um, it, it's just it, it's not as big a thing, but uh, it, it does bug me a bit. And you know, I hate that it bugs me because I, when I first heard about George Lucas doing that in the original trilogy, I thought he was fucking stupid for it. But it does sort of. You know, I see where he was getting at now. It really just depends on what your visual design of the character is going to be. Yeah, you know, Star Wars has that distinctive design, so... I think think he'd be more flexible on getting away with that, because Mm -hmm. of that. I love that Force Push gif. (laughs) What, the... Yeah, Yeah, and and he's knocking things over. Uh, They they really went to town with the Jedi powers in the prequel trilogy, and, you know, I understand why they couldn't do that in the original, but at the same time, if you watch the prequels and then flow directly into the original trilogy, the disconnect is dark. It brings the matter of inconsistency. It makes sense that the... It makes makes sense from a a logic standpoint, because... 
in the in the prequel trilogy, you've got a lot of young Jedi's uh-huh. Jedi, yeah. Jedi who know what they're doing, and in the, the original trilogy, you've got Luke who doesn't know anything about being a Jedi, and Yoda and the Emperor and Vader are all old as fuck. Vader, so, is, Vader is, if you go by the prequel trilogy, Vader has robot legs and robot everything, and he can't move all that well. And, and and then, of course, you've got Obi-Wan, who, yeah, as you said, is old as fuck. So pulling off the acrobatic flips isn't going to happen, although Yoda pulled off acrobatic flips at 800 years old, but... <laughs> is Yoda sick or something in Empire Jedi? Well, no. It's just, just old age. In Empire, it, he, was, he was, like, nearing the very end of his life in both of them. Well, like, it's he, like, he, what, 20... Well, it's like 20 years in between... Uh, yeah, so, in between. so you can see... You can see him uh, like in this in in this in this movie his his Muppet has like darkish gray hair instead of flat out white hair like in the originals. Yeah, but so like twenty is, years to someone in Yoda's in someone with Yoda's lifespan has to be like the equivalent of two months to anyone else. So it's like you turned thirty three, you turned eighty three and a half. Oh, now you're eighty four. You're, you know you're, you're, you know you're going to die any second. I now. don't think old age works that way. I don't think it's exactly proportional. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Otherwise, no, all day. I think I think Ted was getting more at Yoda's species. How Yoda's species handles age. Yeah, well, I'm just well. If you're you're doing that, you're you're not going to go equip. Why are we talking about Yoda's age when he's not even on screen? <laughs> I know. Can we just get this out of the way I... right now? Can we just get this out of the way right now? Out of the four of us here, who's the biggest Star Wars nerd? Probably me. Well, I, I, I've oh. never been under the delusion that all of the, the even the original Star Wars trilogies, but Star Wars movies were great. I mean, I like them enough, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not nuts over the series. Hi, Natalie Portman. You're never going to put this on your resume. I do. At this day, I have actually yet to own a single Star Wars movie post VHS. I own the original on VHS. I never. I've never actually seen. I've never actually seen the original cuts. I've seen the special editions that were released in theaters right before *Phantom Menace* came out. Original cuts are better. And then, it, you know, the fan, from *Phantom Menace* and beyond, I've seen it countless. I won't say countless, but I've seen them enough times on rewatches on cable, and that's that's pretty much where I draw the line. You know, don't don't ask me about any of the other expanded universe like *Shadows of the Empire* or anything before that, because I'm. I'm at a blank there. Han shot first. Oh, God. Shut up about the special edition stuff. It's not that big of a deal, people. It's not that. It's it's not that big of a deal. It's just that the effect is awful. That one scene, though, does piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't look like Harrison Ford's dodging. His head just floats to the left very quickly. It's when I thought the Sonic fan base was nitpicky and bullshit. It's just like it's then comes four kids Star Wars. editing. It's four kids editing. Okay, all of the other special effects they added in uh the, in the uh special editions, all of it is good. It might look jarring as fuck next to all the old shit, but it's good. That one scene is just it's 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 uh. terrible. It's it it it, it looks like of terrible effects. I, I have to. In, in my video editor. <laughs> Speaking of terrible effects, while I like Phantom Menace's like, practical stuff, a lot of the CGI is aged terribly. Well, terribly. That's, that's 1999 for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's detail to it. It's just, like, you can tell that the, everything looks super CGI. Yeah. 1999. 
I, I, a little late because Palpatine vanished from the screen, but how many people actually knew that the Emperor's name was Palpatine before the I did. I did. I had like this 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 uh this this uh book book full of all this extra crap about everything it, that, it, that see, did anyone shit like that did shit any- like that doesn't matter to me. I just knew him as the Emperor and that's all I needed. Did anyone else know that that guy's name was Viceroy Gunray before episode it, three? It, it's just it's just his name was canonically Palpatine before well before the prequels were even announced. Well so didn't Lucas have that, all of this didn't this Lucas have all this yeah. No, he had this, all this stuff planned before. No, he had it partially written down. He, he had it planned. He had it partially written down, and he had a lot of fucking peripheral information about uh, all the uh, about specific aliens or characters that that don't actually have a role. They're just background props in the movies. He would have a thing about that, and it, you could get like books about that kind of stuff or how the technology worked, etc. If you had that kind of stuff, you would have known that the Emperor's name was Palpatine, and the entire prequel trilogy was spoiled for you. <laughs> actually, actually, I remember I didn't watch the um, I didn't end up watching uh, any of the Star Wars movies in full until about right until after sometime in between Episode Two's release and Episode Three's. But I do remember looking at the back of the VHS box, and it said uh, Senator Palpatine, who would later become the Emperor. It's just like, dude, seriously. <laughs> I swear it said that on the back of a Phantom Menace. Even, I'm, I'm, I think it's just assuming you know at this point. Yeah. Um. The, the thing. The thing. The, the, all right, Jar Jar Banks. Let's talk about Jar Jar Banks. I what love how in the third movie his only role is to be Emperor Palpatine's butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Think that he has a speaking line in Episode Three. No, he, he does. Doesn't. He, oh, he, he has one. He votes. He votes at Senate in favor of the Empire. He's God. basically the gullible idiot. No, actually, it was in episode two. In episode no, no, two, no, he, no. In episode two, he votes for emergency powers for the Emperor. Votes for the, the emergency. Cancer. Yes, it's in episode two. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. His his only role after this movie was to be the gullible idiot that Palpatine used to get what he wanted. So this is all his fault. <laughs> All his fault. All his fault. <laughs> but do you think that was? But do you think that was as a result of the backlash he got in episode one? Well, I know that they reduced his role in episode two because of the backlash he got in episode one. I mean, if they, I don't know why they didn't just cut him out of the movie entirely. Because Lucas they, is an they, idiot. If, I mean, to be honest, Jar Jar doesn't bug me all that much because there's there's annoying shit like this in all the Star Wars. Well, some of the Star Wars movies, Ewoks. I st- uh, I hate Ewoks at least the Ewoks don't them. talk. Well, I hate them more than I hate Jar Jar because they're just ridiculous. I hate Jar Jar more because Jar Jar talks. Jedi was originally supposed to happen on the Wookiee planet, but yeah. let's get into that when we actually do Return of the Jedi. The um, uh, the I Jar Jar Binks. Uh, I I I can sort of see why he's annoying. I don't understand why he's the bitching point of the entire movie though, because honestly, to me, from every perspective I can look at this movie, he's the least offensive thing about it. Are we, we, is the most offensive thing about eight years old? The most well, let's, offensive. Let's try to oh. let's pretend he doesn't exist until it's impossible to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like Anakin in this movie, but that's not it either. Okay, the general acting and direction in this movie is horrible. There are times when people are running through their dialogue so quickly, I almost think I'm watching Speed Racer. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, 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 that's that's the thing that makes this movie hard for me to watch. All of the, I, the other two prequel movies are a lot better in that regard. Jar Jar Binks in this movie is actually the best acted thing there. <laughs> Apart from this other Jar Jar dude with a mustache. I like him. I would have liked to see him again, by the way. Well, you I mean, they the bring him scene, up but... I, Well, no, I, I think you see him at Padme's funeral in episode three for like a yeah. three-second shot. I, I, was th- I was thinking, you know, for an actual role, though. Um, also, I can't... Uh, I, the, oh, it's Boss Gunga. <laughs> Voiced huh? by Brian Blessed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy. I, I think they're trying a little too hard to make him look a bit Jabba the Hutt with the fatness and stuff. Yeah. But apart from that... Which is I, stupid because we see Jabba later. Yeah. We do see Jabba later for like three seconds. And then another three seconds when he's waking up because apparently pod racing is boring. Um... Well, that's odd. The pod racing scene's like one of the only good scenes in the entire movie. <laughs> I did like the pod racing, actually, but um, it gave it gave us a good N sixty four game. <laughs> I, you know, sure. the the thing about uh, Phantom Menace does do a fairly good job of helping flesh out certain things about the Star Wars universe if you squint at certain scenes correctly. I liked the pod racing thing. I liked the I liked the concept of how they had to bet on a race to get Anakin off the no, planet. That, no, that was no, that was stupid. It, it, uh, uh, no, no, I'll, no, I'll get to why it's stupid later. But... It's vaguely stupid. No, it's but incredibly stupid. It does. I don't fit. know what I'm enjoying more: the movie you're hearing, you guys bigger. <laughs> it does fit with some. It does fit vaguely with what we knew about Tatooine before this. Sort uh, of. It's still stupid. I just don't understand why Watto couldn't take the Republican credits, uh, fly out to Republic space, and have them exchanged for something. I don't know why they just couldn't call back to tor- cor- uh, back to a. Uh, uh, crap, what's the planet? Coruscant? Coruscant, yeah. Just call back to Coruscant and say, hey, Jedi guys, can you, can you loan us, can you wire us some money? They don't want it, they didn't want to get tracked. They but had, yeah. they, 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 the, the, the Trade Federation probably would have picked up a But the thing signal. is, they found them anyway. Well, they, they found them any, they didn't know that they found them, though. They didn't know that they, they didn't know that yeah. they found no, them until Darth, Darth Maul tried to chop Darth their heads off. Darth Maul found them just as they were escaping. So, okay, so, here, <laughs> and, so then here's what you and, do. And you bother okay, calling okay. The, the, the bad guys back about okay, it. No. Okay, so. no. Here's what you do then. You just go to a bar that has the communications, call on someone outside that you can tell, say, hey, I need some money, and then just, you know, have them wire Oh, it. fuck, someone cast Summon Bigger Fish. God damn it! <laughs> the, the the bigger fish scene, I kind of got a laugh out of it. Not because it was especially clever; it's just one of those stating the obvious moments. It's, the, I look at Phantom Menace like this: there's a lot of boring shit, and there's a lot of cool shit, and the, I feel like it's worth sort of it's worth sort of. Uh, Plowing through the boring stuff to get action to the stuff political, action. action political, action political, action political. I feel yeah. like the I feel like the action is good enough to make it has the political it has the pacing else. of Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. You're going through platforming, then you're going through fighting, and one of them is always going to piss you off. <laughs> just, I don't find any I don't find any of the political stuff like offensive. I just kind of find it dull. 
But you lose, but you well, lose yourself in it, though. That's what it is. Because I would like to bring something up. Okay, we were so used to having targeting computers and fucking automatic piloting and all this high tech technology, we've forgotten the basic charm of a rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done something about that before it bit down our ship if we had one of those in here. <laughs> These guys' puppet movements are C- they're, they're puppets, though. They're not CGI. There's no, a CGI. little... They, they kind of tried to use a little bit of practical effects in Phantom Menace. Yeah. I think it was mostly because they were forced to, because the CGI wasn't well, quite up to stuff. In the original, in the original cut, uh, Yoda was completely puppet. He no, was he not put, CGI Yeah, but he also looks terrible. No, I actually... I'll disagree. I actually like puppet Yoda in the original cut of Phantom Menace. At least I knew he was there. I, I I just I never I like I like original I like original trilogy's uh, Yoda puppet, but uh, but yeah. Phantom uh, Menaces just looked ugly as shit. It, it did look kind of inferior. I will get I will say that They're, they 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 tried to make him look younger vaguely, um. And so I can see why they made a new puppet rather than just recycling the old one. But um, yeah, it, it does look kind of it kind of kind of patchy compared to the original, um. I want to bring something up since the Emperor, Darth Sidious, sorry, whose Darth name is Just never mentioned. Just call him the Emperor for now. I, Sidious, is, his name was only mentioned once, and I think it was in Episode 2. Three. No, they mention it, they mention it in Phantom Menace yeah. at some point. I, well, oh yes, that's right. Uh, the, 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 the Viceroy dudes. The Viceroy gun, right? Uh, yeah, well, um, anyway, uh, that, before the prequel trilogy came out, I'm pretty sure the canon reason for why the Emperor looked so butt-ugly was that he got so steeped in the Dark Force arts that he just sort of degenerated over time. I'm not sure if that's canon or extended universe or what, but, you know, that kind of sounds pretty cool. What actually happens in the prequel trilogy later on pissed me off because of that. Oh, I will I, say, though, I do like the... the is there a name for this track that was playing right now? The one that 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 John Williams for you. I, 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 but I'm really glad they got him back for this movie because that man really knows his. Was music he really going to turn down such a huge paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> I really do, you, do. John. Do you imagine what the the backlash would be if they didn't get John Williams to to do the Star Wars? I'd music? imagine. Like, well, I, hold on, I, John. Imagine. What was your reaction when uh, uh, when Nobuo Uematsu stopped doing the music for Final Fantasy? I was eh? I was angry, but I wasn't explosive. That's probably well. See, take the multiply that by ten, and that would be everyone's reaction if Williams stopped doing Star Wars. See, music. the thing is, though, is that when I hear that theme, I love it, but at the same time, I also get horrible, horrible flashbacks to the PlayStation One game. Have yeah. you guys oh, ever played it? God, yes, I, played I have. That. It was awful. Oh God. Oh, don't well, well, I haven't, so fill me in. Terrible controls. You can kill everything, everything. in that game. Yeah, even tanks. And that's supposed to be a bad thing? No, it's just like, you got your mission objective, you got your... You, you can kill you, the objective characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, rescue Padme, oh fuck, I killed okay, him. Okay, if you really, really want to kill Anakin Skywalker, this is your game. <laughs> but... <laughs> Not going to get you very far, and if you happen to swing your sword at him by accident, well, yeah, motherfucker's dead. <laughs> Yay! I actually did like that visual gag where Obi Wan and Qui Gon are falling through, and Jar Jar at the last minute decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, they did some vaguely clever stuff with uh, Jar Jar, but most of the time they were trying too hard. 
I, and, I, well, he's he's supposed to be the cop. For some reason, I think they they needed more comic relief in episode in uh, the prequels because like there were some with R two and three PO in the their originals. But they were but not they were all. they were always periphery characters. Yeah, they weren't well, so it, in the face I, of the other it, ones. Right, they're basically trying to appeal to the kids. But at the same time, you also got to realize the generation of kids that saw this movie are way different than a generation of kids who saw it in the seventies. They don't want to appeal to the generation of kids from the 70s. They want to appeal no, to... No, 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 That's why I'm saying that the type of comedy relief in these movies is different. In the original trilogy, you had 3PO, you had R2-D2. Well, you, if, I feel like the, the original trilogy was pretty... Uh, pretty what? Ted? People are cutting out. You're, no, cut. you're, oh, you're cutting out for us. Yeah. Oh, well, you were what all were cutting saying? out for me. So what it was you, you then. Um, <laughs> Basically, I was saying that the original trilogy had a very um, universal sort of feel to it that I feel like appeals to everyone. That's that's yeah. basically what I was short version. Yeah, and, and on the on the flip side, Jar Jar Binks is very blatantly and obviously and prominently appealing to one specific audience, and that kind of turns everyone else off. Oh, um, uh, I was going to say something, but it. Oh, right. Uh, Queen Amidala. <laughs> Where do I begin? Um, Your hair is fucking ridiculous. That's not hair. That's um, feathers. It, Did you get fashion advice from <laughs> Same the, the thing. fucking pharaoh? <laughs> I, uh, Amidala has all these weird headdresses. Uh, it, I, I guess it has something to do with Naboo tradition, by the way. Hi, Padme. Um, uh, if you're any attention to Queen I'm not changes from time to time. I guess Queen Amidala's identity, like, way, way, way before it was revealed. Well, I, I, really when, when they first brought up the, the, the plot of decoys, then you get, okay, well, then they're probably going to have at the very last second, maybe, like, she's a decoy at the very, all this entire time, and that the real queen was within the ranks of some you know, soldiers or shit like that. Well, it's just like it, when they mention that, that that she's a decoy. There's only one other. There's only one assistant that we have met up to this point, so it's kind of obvious who the decoy is. The only one with a name, only one speaking line, and the only one who does anything. Incidentally, uh, Padme as a character isn't that bad. Um, I well, she's just kind of there in this one. She's not just, forced to try and yeah, act all like, romantic with Anakin. Well, I feel like that's more Christian. That's more. That's more. I feel. I blame Anakin for the awkwardness more than I blame uh, Padme. Because really, uh, Natalie Portman can act, but uh, it's just. I feel like she sort of just. uh, She does phone it in, but even phoning it in, she does better than who does its face. Who plays Hayden Christensen? Hayden Christensen. Yeah. I in two minutes. Hi, R5. R5, you mean? Red 5, my bad. Oh, Red yeah, 5. I, the red I'm one. Sure how I feel about the prequel trilogy, R2 and 3PO. I'm fine with R2 being there. Well, 3PO's very sort of thrown in. It's just yeah. like, oh yeah, I made I made 3PO. Uh, my, my problem with it is this, okay? I'm uh, jumping ahead the other point, parts of the trilogy. Okay, uh, in this movie, we find out that Anakin built 3PO. And in the third movie, we find out when 
3PO fell into the hands of uh, all Bail Organa. Yeah. And then they wipe his memory. But, but and then at the start of the fourth movie, he, they're technically under Wedge until he's his command. Never wipe R2-D2's memory. And, well, you know, Louis, check, check your internet. Um, my internet's working fine. Well, I'm you're here. cutting out and stuff. Okay. I'm hearing you clearly. I, they, <sighs> he never told them. He can't understand you, Louis. Oh, for I can understand you. Why can't you understand me? I don't know. Because everything you're saying is getting cut off. Are you getting force choked, Lewis? I only understand you can't me. I didn't even hear that. No. Anyway, back on screen, R2 is... Is it, is it odd that R2 is probably the most effective character in the entire fucking series? <laughs> he does everything for the... In, Everyone would be dead if it wasn't for this asshole. Though actually, I think if, if R2 failed... Are you telling me that Star Wars is not the chronology of R2-D2's life? Well, I feel like he's, pro he's pretty much the most important character in the fucking series. Because he, he, he saves every plot-important character's life at some point or another. Hey, I think Skype's working. I mean, not in this degree. I would... Can't hear you at all. No, uh, Skype. Skype still has a, a, a grab on your neck, Lewis. You know, even if you were a decoy, I think you still wouldn't actually want to do any work like this. <laughs> You're getting paid to be a decoy and <laughs> do your job. But uh, no, I'm paid to be the queen. <laughs> Lewis, just drop the call and come back. <sighs> Meanwhile, in space, <laughs> can you sum that up? We're, you can go his we're going to give a commendation to a droid that has no personality or thoughts. <laughs> no, R two has a personality. <laughs> no, I know, I I know that. I'm just saying, it's definitely he's just a robot. I'm sorry for repeating the probably the most often asked question to a, to a person like me, anyway. But can people understand what R two is saying? Supposedly, robots can, and if you're in the ship, you can, because like his words come up on the screen. But yeah. like the average person can only really tell what, uh, like, like the way his bleeps are going. It like you, it'll get across his general like mood, but I don't think you can get the specific words. <laughs> I, I, I could tell when he's screaming, but I, I, I can't. You know, I, I never my got the fact that everyone can understand him. My problem is that I don't think just given the ability to speak actual words. Because he loses his charm. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I feel it's just more. Well, I feel like he's just sort of a sarcastic jackass. It's just pretty much. I, think, I feel opinion... like that would be really annoying if you could actually hear what he says, but because it's bleeps, it's well. It's more... On the subject of R two being a jackass, what I was trying to say is that R two is a dick for not telling CPO about the pre chapter his memory wipe. I don't know why they wiped his memory to begin with. That information would be really fucking useful. They did. They wiped it. Because it's standard procedure with 
transfer of droids. From owner to owner. You wipe their memory, so you wipe their loyalty to previous owners. Wait, 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 wait. They didn't wipe R2's memory? They only because wiped 3PO. Because, because I, because I, I recall at the end of episode 3, they say, have the droids, plural. No, they say, wipe the protocol droid. They say, I remember uh, that. They only, they yeah. never... I don't think R2 ever got his memory wiped. He didn't. That's why he remembered Obi-Wan at the beginning of episode 4. Well, hold on. That's a really glaring plot hole. Because that... Oh, okay, never mind. Well, I, I always figured that because R2 never got his memory wiped, he's got more of a personality because he's just experienced so much shit. Yeah, but he also knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. <laughs> well, to be fair to R2, he, know, he, doesn't, he didn't know Vader was on the Death Star. <laughs> He didn't know. Well, I don't think he ever really. I don't think it was ever really his business that, like Pat, uh, like that. I don't think he ever knew that this kid Luke is uh, Vader's son. Like the fact that An- that the fact that Anakin Skywalker was Vader really isn't that big of a deal to him. And actually, being honest, him and Luke don't spend a whole lot of time talking about that sort of shit anyway. Now I'm going to get into a bit of a plot point coming up because we see they won't take Republic credits. Okay, that's a pretty fancy ship you have there. Trade it for an okay one and get out of there. That would be a good point. In fact, changing ships would have been an excellent way. Wait, what are you, what are, what are you, what are you trying to convey here, you Ryan? Say you Basically, instead of, if you're, I, instead of doing this whole convoluted gambling thing, you have a very nice ship already. It's missing one part, yes, but otherwise it's perfectly intact. To sell that ship or trade it for just an okay one so you can get out of there. Not to mention, you're in a less conspicuous ship. Yeah, it, that is a very good point. Well, it, huh. you can't. Well, okay, yeah, but it, you can't blame them for not coming up with every plan. I feel like if they did that, we'd have no pop they racing. They sold stuff. Yeah. They did sell stuff. They sold. But that would be the they're, first. They're, that they're would be the, inventory. That, Ted, that would be the they're first thing I. That would be the second inventory. thing I would do after just trying to buy the part. It's just, they were running at some inventory. point. You just gotta. At some point, you just gotta. There needs to be a movie. Yeah, I know, but still, it's a bla- it's compared to it, the other it, options they did have. It's very, very dumb. It, yeah, well, it, it's even dumber because they were running inventory on stuff inside a ship they could sell, like the Queen's wardrobe. Well, no, they they say that's the only thing of value that they could sell. Like everything else, they either need or was worthless. Is basically their their thoughts. Fancy yeah. ship. Well, they, they they need the ship to get home. There's more. There's more that than ship, like that ship missing one part is probably worth more than all the ships there. Yeah. They, the, well, they need to get. They need a pretty fucking big ship. It's not just like the five people with names. There's like a whole crew on that thing, too. They yeah, need. They need a bigger ship. I doubt they or, have a ship. Okay, then go to go to the bar and hire a smuggler. A, a smuggler. That they're they're not gonna take the queen on a smuggling ship. That's like that's I'm like totally, mob, that's like hiding a that's like a hiring a mob boss to take the president someplace. That's like hiring a smuggler to go rescue a princess. Oh wait, okay. <laughs> we we just saw Qui Gon demonstrating that the, the the Jedi mind trick doesn't work on what's Wado. his name again? Watto. Watto. It doesn't it work, actually... on, it doesn't work it, it, on strong will. And Watto, despite being an all around jackass and idiot is rather strong-willed because he's the boss of his establishment. He's used to give orders. Yeah, it no, doesn't work on Java in episode 6 either, yeah. so... So it yeah. only works on weak-willed people. Yes. Basically, John, if, you're, if your plot important, it probably won't work on you. <laughs> <laughs> it has more to do with your mind that 
it comes to giving or taking orders. You're the if if you're a, a private first class uh, who takes orders all the time, you're going to, you're going to fall prey to the monster because you're taking orders, you're being given an order, etc. If you're the general, you're you're used to giving orders. Nobody ever gives you a it doesn't it passes back. It, your mind does not jive with the giving the order thing. Yeah, it's basically just a if you you they, there's resistance to it basically. It's not a uh, yeah. guaranteed thing. Yeah, that because otherwise they would just use it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, but, the, but I don't think that'd be the case because then at that point that's when you got the Jedi ethics coming into place. Well, if, you, if you're in a, if you're in a desperate situation, they probably could uh, use it more powerfully to influence people more powerfully. But I don't think the Jedi would the Jedi as an order would uh, upon exactly that. approve of that. Well, I also assume that the order you have to be giving to the person has to be, like, somewhat in their nature. Like, uh, Watto there, he's just like, he's he's all about the money, so he wouldn't, he, I don't think he'd ever yeah. accept something. You know, in, in, in episode four, uh, Obi-Wan says, these aren't the droids you're looking for. He doesn't say, stop looking for the droids, he says, this is the droids one. you're looking for. Uh, these are the ones looking for the uh, You know, you know, you know, that's how I should <sighs> You're still coming in really choppy, Lewis. Oh. Is it me or is that jackass, in, or or am I the only one who hates that jackass in the pod race more than uh, more than Jar Jar? I think he's more annoying than Lewis, him. A uh, better connection will cost you seven whoopee whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would Jar? Well, first, well, look at his communicator. Communicator, that's just a razor with its head off. <laughs> Two questions. One, why did they bring Jar Jar in the first place? And two, wouldn't this environment be, like, deadly to him? He's an aquatic creature. He's used to moisture and shit. This is the fucking desert. Uh, try, sci-fi. Try, try bringing a frog here, and you it, at its lifespan would probably be equivalent to Jar Jar's. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, Ryan? Something on your mind? No, I'm fine. Storm's coming. That it, it looks like pretty clear to me. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Nope. It's all. It's your old person's... Oh, wait, so here's the sandstorm. <laughs> but what Anakin is doing here is he's a slave, so he's using the fact that he can't... that that bad guy can't damage slave owner property to basically stonewall the, uh, the people who is strangling Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. I, I do kind of like that. But if I don't like the actor doing it, because no. Anakin now looks really stupid to trying to... <laughs> Eight-year-old Anakin is probably the worst actor in the fu- in the series. I'm going to say that. There are probably. Uh, I, uh, Why is there a fucking uh, I, on the wall there? There, that, that's a little scoop thing that I had when I was a kid, and you have it, and then you like try to you use it to play catch, only with it's with the little scoop thing. What the fuck would that be used to build a robot? Why is that there in the uh, background? Why does Amaru have that blue milk? <laughs> Codpiece, Ted. It's not. Codpiece. Why would he need a codpiece if he's <laughs> he a gotta robot? protect the robot junk, man? Why does he have junk? <laughs> Robots do not have sex. Do you really want to know the answer to the question? 
Let's just start. they are meant only to serve wine. No. Um, I love all these walking around through the desert scene. We have a budget now. <laughs> I also want to point out, this movie uses the same movie maker transition for every transition. They're in the original trilogy, too. Yeah, they originally yeah but at least in the 70s it was made more sense because you only had limited technology. Uh, but at this point, I think they just do it for the sake of consistency. Yeah, I know, but it's it, look, it looks lazy nowadays. They could have done more with it, though. I mean, they're doing more with everything else. Hi, Shmi so, Sky- Skywalker. You're only here for plot exposition. <laughs> no, she's there for... Plot exposition. No, she's there for emotional moments later on. Plot exposition. There emotional in a different movie. Oh, what's this? Darth Maul has a line? <laughs> what? Uh, you're, I think you're a bit ahead of us. Yeah, I'm looking well, at well, I'm talk- well, he's on screen right now. I don't think you might have said it. No, we're at the part where he oh, explained. He just said something. Yeah. Okay, are you at there at that point, Lewis? I see. There are close-ups on Maul's Insidious's face. Okay, what the hell? How are you ahead? So- how am I so far behind? I'm the go right now. So what did what did uh, Maul's line equivalent to? Um, at last, at I last, wasn't paying it, attention. It's basically, a, <laughs> but that's like his only line. It's in his the o- it, it is his only line in the entire. No, 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 no. Oh wait, oh, okay. For a second there, I thought you were saying his line equivalent to. I wasn't paying attention. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> he basically says, "Yeah, master or something." Or something. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's all I, I did. The thing about Darth Maul, his actor isn't an actor. His actor is a martial artist. That's why he doesn't get many lines. He's a stuntman. Yeah. He, 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 he's a stuntman. He played Toad in the first X-Men movie, and he was also um, Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe film. Yeah, he's a really good martial artist. Yeah, the guy can really move. Yeah. So why don't they just, well, why don't they just get him... Why don't they just put him in... The, well, they've got him in fancy makeup anyway. Why don't they just give his characters lines and then just swap the swap him out to, the, to him to do the stunts when there needs stunts to be doing? Because, like, as intimidating as Darth Maul looks and as awesome as his fight scene is, he has no personality. Well, at least in this movie. They, they do a ton of stuff with him in Expanded Universe, I believe. Yeah, there is. I'm looking at Darth Maul now, and I assume the reason we were desynced is because we all had different logos at the beginning of our movies. I can only assume they did that to fuck commentators up. Well, right now I'm looking... <laughs> Right now, I'm looking at the, the, the table scene. Yeah, I, sk- I skipped to where you guys were based on what you were talking about. I'm on the table scene as well. Okay, Lewis, so just for everybody watching a little bit. at home, make sure that you start at this commentary. Now, I, I, I'm looking at the table attention. now. It just shifted to the table. Um, okay, just, just uh, press fast forward for like, at times 10 for like two I or do, three seconds. I knew I should have asked this question earlier, but what editions are we watching here, people? I'm just watching the uh, DV- normal DVD one. I watched the DVD release, too. Yeah, there. so why are we so off? Lucas? <laughs> well, mind you, nothing's going on here. You, you, you had that additional five-second scene of a random Ewok dancing that was so pivotal to the story of Return of the Jedi. Well, we're lucky that the, the that the prequel trilogy has not that many re-releases. We're going to be fucked when we get to the, the original. <laughs> I like the Jedi reflex to catch Jar Jar's tongue. I, I, it's like, that might be one of the few clever moments with Jar Jar. There's just like, some of the slapstick with him works, but most of it doesn't. 
Uh, it, it just it, that works because it's Qui Gon, though. So. <laughs> it's not because of Jar Jar. It's because Qui Gon. Uh, no one likes you, little Annie. <laughs> uh, at this point, I was already familiar with what yeah. was his name, Jake. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd yeah. with Jingle All the Way, and I loved his performance there. And, uh, Has he done anything after this? No. no. And he doesn't like to bring up the fact that he was in this movie. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure. What, what I'm hearing, though, like I, that might be a good thing in this case. Yeah. No. He he doesn't like being associated with this movie. He fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Well, a bad movie will do that to you. Well, kid actor. Well, the problem with having a character that's this young to begin with is that you know playing off the he's too old thing. Maybe they should have gotten him. Maybe started him a bit older. Started him a bit older. Yeah. Like a young teen or so. Yeah. It would have been better. It would have made the the romance between uh, Padme and uh, Anakin a little bit less awkward too. Because I mean, like by a... the time they're both adults, the four year difference doesn't really um, mean a whole lot. You know, I can overlook that. But when they're this young, it's a little bit. It'd be a little bit awkward for a high school uh, for was, a high school kid to fit on an elementary like, what school. Is, what is the age gap between Anakin and Padme? Pa- I think Anakin An- is eight. I believe eight right now. Eight, and I know that Padme's fourteen. She's Padme 14. Is an, yeah. Padme, is, Padme has been stated to be an extremely young queen. While I they needed it's to make 14. I could, do a quick, I could do a quick uh, wiki search, though. She does not look 14. All I, know she's, all I know is that she's definitely not over 18 in this movie. Yeah, she, she's definitely not. She's, she's a teenage queen. Um yeah, but you know, if they had made Anakin a little older, like say old enough to see what is in the first place, maybe they would have uh, twelve or thirteen. I think would have been a better choice for his age. Yeah, would have at least the same age as Padme. No, not necessarily the same age. Maybe a well, bit younger, but age, that's what I mean. He doesn't need to be this young. Yeah. Well, at least old enough that the actor could be a few year. Uh, the the actor could be a few years older, and it wouldn't really look all that different. Yeah, because like you can get like a sixteen or seventeen year old to play a thirteen or fourteen, if you get the right person, you know. Hey, fucking Andrew Garfield was in his late twenties when he played a teenage Spider Man. <laughs> I well, he, he, then I could tell that he was not. He wasn't a teenager. I mean, it wasn't like say I mean, by he, the bell, hell. Billy, back. hell, Billy was thirty was thirty two when Power Rangers started. And he was playing a teenager. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not bring up Reese, please. <laughs> <laughs> Now this is the point where I actually thought they were planning on trading this shit for something. That's what they <laughs> should have done in the first place. It would have been a lot faster and a lot more convenient. Of course, then they wouldn't have gotten Anakin Skywalker out of deal. Why do they want? <laughs> and then we wouldn't have a we wouldn't have a trilogy. Or here's here's a, here's an here's an idea. After you're done delivering the queen, say, hey, there's this kid with a lot of uh, potential for use with the force. Let's go back and pick him up, and you know, just pay Watto some more money. Yeah, buy him. It's implied that Watto is extremely attached to Anakin as a slave. I'm not sure why. I think she might have been thirteen, actually, thirteen or fourteen. Oh bullshit! Is your research not showing anything? Uh, well, that's, well, she was born in thirty-three years before the Battle of Yemen. <laughs> that she means was... nothing to me. I just want an age. 
No, wait, no. Well, but here's no. She was born 46 years before the Battle of Yevon, and she became the Queen of Naboo 33 years. So that was 13. So she was like 13, 14. Young. <laughs> How really? the fuck? I would. If the last thing I would ever want to elect to be the leader of She's my not, uh, my career planet would be a would be a middle school girl. You don't elect okay. a queen. <laughs> You know what? Actually, I think the last thing I'd want to elect would be a middle school boy, honestly, with middle school girl at such a place. But um, the um, the, the, the thing the thing about uh, the thing about that is okay. Um, you know, but but uh, I just don't even get it. Uh, I had a thought, but I can't form it. Um, stay. Is that other kid who actually hangs around with Anakin never do anything important? Nope. I don't think he, he shows up in like some of the extended universe or prequel or whatever stuff and shit. Um, and he's like Anakin's childhood friend, etc. Um, I think we got we're going to see a childhood Greedo, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we saw him. There's Creed, there's Creed Greedo, yeah. He's going to get shot in the forehead. <laughs> You're behind like 15 seconds. Yeah. No. 15, 20 seconds. Uh, I'm not looking at him now. I'm just, I missed him when we popped Yeah, I'm at the part where Jar Jar drops the uh, thing. He's got his hand, I have him, his hand's already stuck in the thing. Oh, fantastic. So I'm behind <laughs> so we're all like we five, ten seconds uh, apart from each other. I think me and Ted are the most synced. Yeah. Yeah. Whoop! Internet five. Okay. Uh, did he get his tongue shot? No, we were past that. Uh, I yeah. have Anakin starting up the yeah uh, the speeder. Okay. Am I looking at R two D two now? Anakin. No. Now we have fades to black. Now we're at night. Okay, oh, speeding up, speeding up. There we go. Okay, I'm out with you guys. Oh, is this the scene? This is the midichlorian scene. <laughs> okay, uh... We're going to make the entire point of the Force completely moot. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't, don't really I don't see... Get the, I, don't... I don't get the anger behind fucking midichlorians. I just don't get it. Because uh, it makes it, cause it, makes think, it more of a I genetic... I think it's the whole fantasy versus science thing. Yeah. Okay, here's my thing. Okay, Force has always been uh, affinity to the Force. Right, has always been a genetic thing. It, it's going to be a genetic thing. There has to be a biological element, otherwise, it's something that pops up. I, okay, I, again, it's an unnecessary but that, that here's, here's detail the thing. that we it, didn't need to know. Here's the thing, I'll though. It, that, it, but I don't get how it makes the entire point of the force meaningless. I, I don't it, get it, making it biological is one thing, but they make it seem like. Your affinity to the force is based purely on this. It just kind of makes Genetics. it, yeah. It's it just does, kind of uh, well. Then so it doesn't really matter who's. About this is like complaining about power levels in DBZ. I feel like I mean, I, yeah, they're I, pointless, I, but they're they're harmless too. The only reason why I don't like it, and this is coming from a person who is not a real big Star Wars guy to begin with, is that I always figured the force was something everybody can use. You had to be trained, obviously, but I didn't. I I don't dig that it's based off genetics. I think it. Well, I think it's more that some people are just more uh, attuned to it. Attuned to it, like some nat, It's a natural. The natural talent to use the force is a genetic thing. Maybe yeah, but, I but think the that the chlorine count really shouldn't mean really anything. Could do it. Yeah, but the, but your chlorine count shouldn't be. Oh, you have a high count, so you must be really good at it. 
Well, I <laughs> you think, have like, no like, idea what it means in the first place. Yeah. You know? It's, it, again, it's just like, it's power levels from DBZ. It doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything. Nobody is born a lawyer. Yeah. They have to be trained to be a lawyer. Well, they still had to be trained in the first place, so uh, that's not really all that. Well, the only the only thing that the Force is able to that the the only thing that Anakin's really ever uses with the Force before he gets trained is like he he, just he sort of just knows things. Well, it, well, it's just he he has better reflexes, and that's just something I think he just does without thinking about it, like being able to Force push and choke and shit is stuff that you have to learn. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So. Wouldn't it be tiring to fly all the time? I mean, my I think my wings would get tired if I if I was just flying. If all you the have time. wings, they're going to be built to, for long lasting abilities. A problem with the kind of wings he has, as opposed to the, the, the kind of body they're attached to, they're sort of like bat like wings and stuff. And I don't think wings can make you hover like that, though. I don't think. Yeah. Hover. Uh, like phys- physics speaking. Okay, and bags are for things are for gliding. They don't just. This is insect locomotion. <laughs> insect locomotion doesn't. you're pretty much out right now. For sake, every time I want to say something, then the guy wants you to shut up. <laughs> okay, we'll play Dungeon Dice Monsters to decide the fate of the boy. Isn't it, wait, summoning class. Isn't, it, isn't it just like dual monsters? No, it's completely different from dual <laughs> monsters. I, I like the way that this dice works. This die, the six-sided die that's colored red and blue to make it look different than the six-sided die in the real world. There's three blocks that are blue and three yeah. blocks that are red. Flip a fucking coin! <laughs> that's nowhere near as visually interesting. It's also nowhere near as easy to tell that Obi-Wan cheated. I mean, you mean Qui-Gon. Qui- Qui-Gon cheated, sorry. I'm just used to saying that Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, because he's more... Just call him Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, it, just, it sort of bugged me that he cheated, because, like, Jedi Orders, Defender of the Galaxy, Champions of Cheat, uh, Truth, well, actually, Justice, and Peace, except for when they needed cheat. I do want to get into something. It's, it's hinted at in the movie, but it's only really expanded on in the expanded universe that include Qui-Gon. But Qui-Gon was not a particularly devout follower of the Jedi teachings. <laughs> no, that's why, he's, that's why he's not a master. He's just a knight. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait is he, he considered a loose cannon? He, yeah, he's considered the loose cannon. He's a cannon. loose cannon cop who doesn't play. He, he's basically he, the he, one who will bend the rules whenever he feels the need to. Rather in than the, holding up that kind of series, I think he even had a romance of his own at one point, and then his his uh, lover died or some shit. Well, I know uh, there's one line. There's a line by Qui Gon. It's just like if you follow the council's order, you'd be you'd be on there. He says something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Wants it. yeah. yeah. Qui Gon's kind of Jedi Knight who has with the authorities at times. So yeah, and then he's, he's, he's insisting they. <laughs> Can't hear you at all. For fuck's sake. Go find your internet, unplug it, and, and plug, plug it, it back, back in. And slap it in the head. <laughs> yeah, just go do that really quick. 
shut the goddamn thing off all night. Fine. Am I the only one who wants to punch Sebulba hey. in the fucking face? I fucking hate this guy. Which one? Sebulba. The, 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 the only other pod racer that matters. Oh, okay, okay. I fucking hate well, that guy. You're supposed to hate him. He's a cheater. Yeah, but you no, know, I don't hate him like in a I I uh, in a, a love to hate him like I think he's just a fucking prick and I want to punch him in the face. He's not even like a really good villain. I just hate him. Pointless CG effects. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay, what did you guys just see? Uh, I, I saw them. The the, the three, three Stooges droids. <laughs> I just I, I I don't get why they are introducing all these pod racers when they're they're all just gonna die. Well, that's world building. Well, it's, no, it's it's I don't really get it's not really world building when you just flash a guy up on the screen, tell me his name, and then never bring him up again. Forget about yeah, him. Yeah, obviously for story purposes, the only ones you're gonna be worried about is Anakin and uh, Prick. But you know, I, I enjoy it because you you need that stuff to make the world feel a bit more fleshed out. It's not much, I understand that, but I think it's necessary. I, I, if they just gave them a little bit more distinctive, something a little bit more distinctive than just a funny uh, design. Look, I, I'm pretty sure the Expanded Universe has three novels on the Three Stooges droids alone. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, that's one thing I'll give Star Wars. It's just that there's a lot of periphery bullshit. If you're one who likes peripherally bullshit, you're going to love the fuck out of this thing. And Disney's going to screw all that up by making episode 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> no, it's going to be fucking hilarious when they make episode 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> dance, my puppets, dance! Reorganize all of your novels to make it all fit. I will be laughing the entire time. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay, so, are you ready for some N64 action, guys? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Actually, my first experience with Star Wars Pod Racer was on a, a Power Mac. A Power Mac, really? Yeah, I don't know how the hell it ran it, but it did. <laughs> Wait, there's another hut. Yeah. What is that? Is this, that's, that's just, just his like, wife? That's Jabba the Hut. That, that one's Jabba the Hut. There's another one in the background. No, 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 Java. I'm talking about the, the, the smaller one's Java the Hut. No, the smaller one's not Java, that's Java. No, I said Java the oh, Java, sorry, my bad. <laughs> so what, is their kid Espresso the Hut? Yes. <laughs> Pizza the Hut. I guess while they're just mostly doing action scenes now, I just kind of want to bring up a point on the acting. I don't think Jake Lloyd really knew how to respond to Liam Neeson that well. I don't think he knew how to act, period. Well, there, well there's acting. It's just, uh... It's not well, so I much. don't think, I don't think it's so much. was very good. There's I'll... that, but I think, again, he just didn't really know how to react to Liam Neeson. When, um, uh, when my father uh, got the new surround sound system, this was the first thing he popped in. What? Uh, uh, to test it out. The pod racing. Because we all think the pod racing scene is cool. And, and, you know, and to me, like, and to, to my dad, like, this, this was like the ultimate scene to test out your surround sound system with. And I gotta say, when you get the sound system set up perfectly, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, it's all, well, it's all, it's all, there's no music for pretty much the entire thing. It's all sound effects. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I do have to wonder about the logistics of the pod racer as a vehicle, though. Why don't I just stop you right now and just say science and just <laughs> no, watch I, the film? You're literally, you, you literally, you got two jet engines, and you have a cockpit chained to the back of them. Just hang on. It's basically how a chariot worked, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we're watching sci-fi chariot racing. Yeah. Press those hey, buttons. My- Flip those switches. <laughs> you know that that's actually pretty clever, but at the same time, it's sort of ridiculous to look at too. It's just it's it's just like I appreciate this scene because it's like the only cool scene in the entire middle of the movie. Because like the beginning of the movie, there's enough action um, going on to keep you interested, and then you land on Tatooine and nothing happens for a good half hour other than this scene. And then when the scene is over, there's another half an hour bullshit on Coruscant before you go back to Naboo and the cool stuff starts happening again. Yeah. So I appreciate the scene for making the movie fun to watch again. Mm-hmm. Frick's uh, pod racer has the distinctive engine sound, though, out of all the pod racers that are racing. Yeah. It's like the sort of sound, or. No, the. Oh, what's the guy's name again? It's so the dub Sabulba. Oh, it's, oh, it's the it's the dubstep one. Yeah, it's the dubstep. The wub 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 Skrillex, it, Skrillex, it was you all along. <laughs> I, I I have to wonder why the why the best racer has the biggest bulkiest racer in the group though. Uh, remember when I said to not talk about Freudian stuff, otherwise we'd be here all day. I'm not this talking falls about that category. I'm not talking about anything phallic. I'm talking about. Why would the why would the fucking fastest pod racer be the biggest? Because there's bigger engines. It's not even bigger engines. It's just got big stuff on the front of it. There, there's a race with four engines. That one might have been the fastest if it hadn't wiped out. All really should change their fucking racetracks for the. Well, I think I think they have more racetracks than just this one, like on other planets. Oh yeah, they do. It's basically a, a zero knockoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also played the um, the re-release on the PS2, which miniaturized oh, all the pod racers. That's funny, right? That wasn't very good, though. <laughs> uh, oh, Dick Jabba, what did that thing ever do to you? I think you're ahead of me again, Ted. <laughs> oh. Or maybe you're behind me. Ooh. What are you guys seeing right now? Uh, they I just cl- passed our, our Anakin just went in for a lap two. I'm looking at the uh crew scene. Yeah, that's where I was. I think me and Lewis have the same version and you two don't. Okay, I sped up a bit, so uh, I got Anakin right now, now trying Anakin. to get past somebody. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's where I am. Yeah, I'm at the, where he's passing trying to pass the green guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's, that's his costume is really bad. I gotta wonder how these things are levitating, though. Like, yeah, I get that the jet boosters are keeping them above the... are making them go forward, but what's keeping them above the ground? The same technology used for for speeder cars and stuff. Okay. Those things fucking hover even when they're parked. (laughs) <laughs> G-diffu- G-diffusers. 
G diffusers. Did you check yours, Ryan? Yes. Are you sure? Is that even part of the race, but you want to check them anyway? It's <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of kicking your tires before leaving. <laughs> Now, there was actually, I think at some point, there was either was a scene or was supposed to be a scene at the beginning of episode four where uh, Luke shows off some of his own sort of racing skills by uh, threading, a, threading a hole, threading a sort of like a, he goes this sort of knot hole sort well, of thing. Yeah, well, that's a, well, like they say that Luke can fly a ship real well, but we don't really see any he, of that until he, the end of the movie. He plays with a he plays with a model he was to fly through Beggar's Canyon, and it was actually a, a scene I think uh, you played through in one of the old PC games, one of the Rebel Assault ones I think, or something of that nature. I don't remember, um, but uh, it was also in uh, one of the uh, children's books uh, for the movie that I used to have, where he basically went through the scene it was supposed to be something he was doing with his whatever. Uh, why they took it out or didn't do it or whatever it was, but it... It was probably uh, just a waste of time at that point. Yeah, it might have been something they decided not to do out of sheer... Uh, uh, it didn't really add much to the plot or anything. It just sort of established that it was good with ships. Well, it does kind of come out of nowhere at the end of the movie, though. Like, mm. I think they bring it up but you never really see it. They just he, tell you. He, he he references it. He says he bulled up bulls off womp rats from uh, in Beggars Canyon when, when he was he was talking about what he did with that particular race ship. Is it's yeah? It's brought up a couple times. We just don't see it. Mm-hmm. What would you guys rather have? Someone saying that they can do it, or someone showing that well, they can? Well, do it? He doesn't. He doesn't just like. Oh, I need to explain that I am a good. Pilot, no, it's just something that comes up in conversation. He, he references it. He doesn't outright say, it, but it, it, it depends, really. When you're talking about a long ass movie, I mean, like, adding many scenes takes the movie takes too long. Some, some a lesson Keith Jackson needs to fucking learn. Um, but, uh, Maybe uh, I, I feel I, I feel like it wouldn't have bothered me so much if we had at least like one scene where Luke was flying a ship. He's, yeah, flying, he's flying the speeder around in the first part. Well, of the that's movie. not the same thing, though. That's like, and he doesn't really do anything like that. That's just that's, like driving your car. Yeah, that's the equivalent of driving to the corner store in the morning. He doesn't actually do anything fancy with it, like he would have in the scene I'm talking about. It's just like that's like uh, riding the speeder to prove that you're a good X-wing pilot. Is like riding your bike to prove that you can fly a helicopter. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> you mean they're not? <laughs> no, no, John. They're what not. What would have done? Particularly treacherous canyon, without uh, crashing, and then fl- fl- basically flow through a small hole in this rock that sticks out of the ground uh, at high speed. So you know he's precise at flying, and that's what he would have done. Uh, pretty cool stuff from what it from what it sounded like, but um, I don't know how this one part is just sort of dangling off. It falls, and the entire thing is. Well, he just, I thought, it, for me, it looked like the prick just found a random uh, thing to pull, and he just sort of pulled on it. It's just like, yeah. oh, you well, pulled off my stereo. 
It's a heat fade punch to turn it off in the first place. One way. Now somehow, randomly turbo power. Somehow Anakin fixes it from the cockpit. Well, it, it, I always I always uh, compared it to that scene in Batman Returns where he's trying to escape the cops and the switch is not working to miniaturize the Batmobile to get through that tight alleyway. You know, you see him flicking the switch over and over again, nothing's happening, and then just that one last flick is enough to fix everything, and you're wondering, what was the difference between that flick and the other flick? It's uh, egregious. Uh, uh, you need to be... You're not flicking it hard enough. <laughs> well, so you're not giving it to Monsarelli fix? You know, like, uh, John, I, I bet you, like, I, with my with my remote, sometimes it just doesn't work until I press the button down hard enough. It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, my, my, my problem with that scene is... If, if if the viewer were if the viewer could reasonably have basic understanding of how pod technology worked and whatever Anakin whatever magic Anakin worked in the cockpit were you know discoverable in some sense or other, it would be believable maybe. But as it is, it just looks like they pulled some tension out of their ass and then pulled a, a solution to the tension out of their ass just as cleanly. So what was the point? Am I supposed to be surprised that his ship... Am I supposed to care that his ship cracked out or be impressed when Well, he they could have him cheat without having him having to set that up to begin with. He could have, like, thrown something into his, like, into his... Uh, like, earlier on, he had him, like, throw a wrench into some guy's jet and it exploded. He, they could have done yeah. something like that. It yeah. didn't have to be some, like, I pulled this part that you don't know what it does in order to make this thing happen that you don't know what happened. Also, but the smoke, you know, it's what actually caused all this shit to, to, to wipe out like that? Uh, I don't what? know. How would I know? It, it's kind of like if I, if I got into a ramming battle against a fucking back truck in my in my dinky little Jeep, and the truck somehow lost. What caused that? Did he just hit a random pole in the air or something? Wasn't there something dangling off of Anakin's body? That was, that, that was the thing Zabulba pulled off at the start. That, that, that was before what I was talking about. I was talking about how Zabulba's ship and Anakin's ship got locked in Mortal Kombat for a second there, and then when Anakin yanked his own away, it sort of caused Zabulba's ship to completely fall apart. Well, I've, I've, I'm not looking at the scene right now, so I don't really remember, but I think I sort of got the idea that they were heading towards a rock, and Zabulba was too focused on getting himself off to not steer himself out of the way, so and Anakin unlashed himself at the last minute. I have never seen that rock show up anywhere in that scene. Maybe I just missed it. Because well, I, no- always t- I always taken it as, you know, the, um, the engines, if you can call them that, are very fragile. You know, they had that, electric- that electrical current flowing in between them that connects them, that you, know, you, know, you need both to run them, but yeah. if they're pulled just slightly left or right out of bounds too far, then it fucks up. That's what I got out of it. Maybe. I'm sure that there's like an entire book written on how these fuck. Yeah, there are probably three novels <laughs> in the expanded universe that explains what happened there, but I don't have time to read Only them. three? Um, <laughs> Jesus it, Christ. It's just, you know, if, I, if I'm watching this movie and I need to refer to a side novel to figure out how something crucial like that works, you failed at something. Maybe they could have had someone in the audience say that this specific part failed, or maybe the announcer could have said something. There's an idea. Explain to the stupid people in your audience what happened. 
No, Lewis, if you don't know what a lessee is, you have to go look up into the wiki page that's no. built into the game and read what it is. Not me. I'm talking about the people in the stands. They could have had the answer explain what happened to the people in the stands. No, it brought, Lewis. Looking it up, looking it up on a wiki is a better uh, is a better path of storytelling. <laughs> the wiki in existence, the movie's made. It doesn't count. Uh, is what is that man wearing Santa Health hat? Whatever. I I like it. It's like, can I leave, Mom? I'm not a slave anymore, but can I can I leave? And uh, what, what would the mom say? No. Just like you're not a slave. Anymore, I, 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 I'm I always make did you feel bad. Anyway. I always did feel bad for the mom. <laughs> she gets destroyed out of the stick. Well, no. Well, she okay. gets. Where she, are you guys watching? I'm watching Anakin in the house. We're watching. Okay. Uh, we're watching Anakin Star Wars. So you, 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 you know. You know what I meant, John. <laughs> Anakin's in the house, and they're in Qui Gon's explaining. How okay. Anakin's yeah, the I'm there. I'm there with you. I just wanted yeah. to be sure. Anakin gave his mom to uh, Now he's going to be a free boy. It's just I, I don't. It's just well. Uh, the mom whose name I can't remember. Shmee. Um, isn't Shmi? that wait? Isn't, isn't that the name what, of name. Uh, Captain Hook's uh, assistant? <laughs> no, that's Smee. That's Smee. Totally. Me. <laughs> I'm not me. I'm my original character. Shmee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what was it? Oh yeah, doesn't she get married like as soon as uh, Anakin leaves? No. Wano goes out of business, so she technically gets freed. Well, she gets sold, quote-unquote, to uh, She gets sold Lars. Uh, you know, during Wong's uh, financial fallout after losing all his money in this race, she winds up, he winds up selling Shmi off to someone who frees her and then marries her. And that's uh, well, yeah, what so, something, something Lars. Yeah. Well, yeah, well Lars is... Uh, Lar- Lars, well, Owen and Baru are Luke's aunt and uncle. Yeah. yeah Lars so it, it, it's, essentially it's... Uh, it's the explanation for why Luke was where he was at the, yeah. at the beginning of the other one. My question is, how the hell they knew enough about that to keep to want to keep him out of? of uh, I'm pretty sure Obi Wan just explained it to them. Maybe. <laughs> techno babble, techno Because ultimately, it's never really. Owen really doesn't get a lot of character exposition. He's always just been kind of there. Well, Owen. Well, the the only character exposition we get for Owen is that in episode two, at least, is that hi, I I live here now. I'm your. I guess I'm your stepbrother. He doesn't then, really. Uh, that, then he just walks off stage right, and uh, <laughs> Obi Wan like. <laughs> Obi Wan, I I don't even remember if Obi Wan ever meets them, but he still knows to give uh, Luke to them for well, some reason. At the very at the very I, least, Obi Wan knows there's somewhat of a fam- somewhat family relations there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he, he would have found out where where Anakin went and the whole explanations about what happened when Anakin uh, vanished off of the planet he was supposed to be on was given. So. Well, I, I always well, seeing as there was a whole lot of the the, the romance stuff with uh, Padme there, I got the feeling that he never really fully revealed all that, or at least he. I think he might have left a lot of the details out. But uh, I guess I guess the, I have I went to see my family thing uh, probably didn't need to be left out though. So yeah, well that's not a that's not against Jedi code. Well, it's against Jedi Code to have a family, period. Well, no, have a family of your own. Obviously, if you're a living person, you have 
some well, sort of you, a... you don't ever... They take you away from your family before you there, get a chance to know them. Let's just get into some extended universe stuff, but I do remember something about apprentices occasionally seeing their family. Although in this case, in Anne's case, that's not exactly feasible considering his family is a slave outside of Republican space. Um, why are we running? You've doomed us all. <laughs> why, wait, why were they running? They didn't know that. That well, okay. Well, you can. They can sense like people with the force, right? Okay. So it's like sensing power they're levels running because of a sandstorm. There were, uh, but there's no sandstorm. The techno music is nowhere near this area. <laughs> They're running because there was an approaching sandstorm. They I don't. They never bring one up, though. I always got the idea that they were running from uh, the mall, even though they never see mall until the second. Oh wait, here. Oh, the sand popping up right now is just from their fight. Yeah. It was. It was vaguely, vaguely referenced. I think where that happens, but not directly for. Or, or enough that you necessarily connect it to the scene. But yeah, they were running from a scene. Also, how do we keep falling behind in the movie? We all we were all playing this at the same speed. Qui Gon just jumped into the thing. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I just fast forward. Anakin oh. is shaking Obi Wan's hand. Yeah, that's where that's where I am. They're leaving the planet. <laughs> Nightfall. Yeah. There's a castle. I, I, I love I love well this is this was a few seconds ago but I love how Obi Wan's like I don't know who that guy was he has a red lightsaber <laughs> nobody uses that except the bad guys well to be fair to Obi Wan he's well, still an I, apprentice so maybe he's and well, no, Qui Gon would know Qui- here, yeah Qui Gon should know the, but the, the colors of the this is more extended universe but the colors of the crystals that you put in the lightsaber are supposed to mean certain things and the red ones are the ones used by the Oh, that, 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 that's just sort of that's just sort of uh, tough luck it's for them. A, well, it's, like, it's, a, it's an order tradition kind of thing. Yeah, but it's just like there's, if you were the uh, bad guy, I would never put a lightsaber color that makes it blatantly obvious that I'm the bad guy. I'd make it blue so that people get confused. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, 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 like I say, it's an order tradition kind of thing. The uh, the the fact. That the Sith trying to lay low supposedly at this point um, sort of undermines why they used it here. But um, the um, uh, yeah, the colors do mean some things. There's a significance there. So yes, hold on, I'm looking up the colors right now. Let's see. There's like only one guy who uses yellow, and it's the big tower forehead conehead man. Hold Um, on, let's see significance of colors. Let's see. um, well, this blue Samuel indicates Jackson. a Jedi guardian, a Jedi who used the Force more on a physical level. Green indicates a Jedi counselor, a Jedi who preferred to reflect on the mystery of the Force and fight the dark side at its heart. Yellow indicated a Jedi sentinel, a Jedi who honed their skills in the balance of combat and scholarly pursuits. Uh, the distinction of crystal. Um, okay, never. Uh, later on, they basically just said um, that it, people just sort of forgot about that and just used the colors they thought looked Where cool. does it say purple equals Samuel Jackson? <laughs> purple, yellow, and orange crystals were still used by some until the fall of the Jedi Order, but they were exceedingly rare. So basically, they only special people had them because they're rare, but they look cool. <laughs> well, yeah. the ba- basically, the only explanation as to why they don't quote-unquote know who Maul is is that they do explain that the Sith hadn't been around for a very long time. Yeah. So it, it, it still doesn't explain why Qui-Gon doesn't at least have an idea. I can, under, I can excuse Obi-Wan not really knowing because he's still an apprentice, but... 
Well, considering like, um, doesn't the like, the Jedi Council have like archives of all that kind of shit? They do. Again, I would I would expect Qui Gon to know because he's learned and been there for a while. Then and Obi Wan's just still an apprentice, so he's still learning things. Mm-hmm. And well, if they, if they haven't shown well, up then and... again, I doubt that. Uh, considering what we've seen of Qui Gon at this point, I doubt he, I doubt he like paid attention in school. So, um, hi Ian McDermott. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as they talk to the, the Jedi Council, they pretty much put together, is this a Sith? It's probably a Sith, right? That's like the first <laughs> yeah. thing they've <laughs> So I think it's more a case of Obi-Wan not knowing enough because he's an apprentice and Qui-Gon just not giving a shit. I, I don't really get why they jumped to the Sith conclusion, considering that there are dark Jedi. He has a red Sith. lightsaber. <laughs> there are dark Jedi around who aren't Sith, is what I was trying to say. Well, like, so, like some sort of like anti-heroes or something like that. Do they, yeah, do they have neutral they're, they're Jedi? Like, there no. are like Jedi who broke off from the Order and went rogue. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make them evil. Of, it's just that it, it, they're not necess- They're not exactly Sith. Um, like what there's, there's Ventress. There's Ventress, that chick in the uh, in in the Clone Wars thing with the two lightsabers that yeah. that uh, Asajj, that, yeah. that that uh, Count Dooku picks up and and apprentices or or whatever. Um, Technically, yeah. you have to be a Sith. You have to use the dark side of the Force. Well, it's it's not that Among the dark things, side but... don't use the dark side of the Force. They 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 can. They're just not like necessarily. So, so working. Wait, is the Sith not, only not something? The right, Sith so, is, now I'm confused because the, the, the Sith orders a specific sect with a specific set of traditions. There's the whole only two at, at any given time thing. From what I understand, that, that everybody fucking breaks. You mean? From what I understand, the Sith, uh, essentially every apprentice will eventually kill its master. It's like a religion. It's it's basically Jedi Satanism. Yeah, more or less. Um, I don't really know the specifics. I think uh, Knights of the Old Republic gets into that. Yeah. Um, I've only played about like four hours of Knights of the Old Republic, so I couldn't really tell you. Basically, there is a difference between just a rogue Jedi and a Sith. <laughs> By the way, this black dude, the captain of the guard here, was one of the playable characters in the PS1 game. I yep. don't understand why. Don't he remind me for love of God. <laughs> he does nothing. <laughs> uh, Ian McDermott, who hands it up in every scene he's in. Well, at least he's having fun. <laughs> True. At least he's acting. I was it's promised up. a really big lollipop <laughs> when this scene is over. You have no idea. The amount of boner I have in my cloak right now. <laughs> Allow me to sit down to contain like, this boner. Like, I think I don't. I think even if he doesn't like the movies, he really liked playing as the Emperor. Well, he um, did say well, there's been rumors about a live-action Star Wars series for years, and he's he has said that he would come back and play the Emperor if that came to fruition. So he is the same guy from episode four, no, five, he, and six. No, he is not. Okay, okay. I bet uh, that 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 actor died. He does a good job of being like the Emperor, though. Yeah, I like. That's I really, why I'm asking. I, I really do like him, though. I really like the Emperor because I mean, like, he's evil, but he's also very. He's all. I get the idea that he's very manipulative. Like his well, his. Isn't that the case with every villain, though, in a live action film? You you watch it for that guy. Well, well it's just know, like he for you. You get that. I, I like. I like that he gains his power more through. Uh, taking advantage of how bullshit stupid the Republic's political system is than, like, just force-lightening everyone. I think that's actually kind of smart of him. I mean, well, his plan is ridiculously complex and probably would never work, but it, I, I do like his the sort of manipulation aspect of him, because yeah, he pretty much controls every side of the conflict. 
Yeah, and, you know, I, 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 that's that's one thing that I think the prequels actually did add to the originals was the Emperor didn't really get any face time at all except for that one time he showed up as a face in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, so and when you do see him at the end, he's basically evil after Force Lightning, evil after Force Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't really, you don't really get the idea of who this guy who's behind everything is, and the prequel stories – the prequel series does give you that. In fact, I think it does a much better better job of fleshing out the emperor than it did of fleshing out darth vader who really didn't need that much fleshing out to begin with if i'm honest well vader all of vader's most interesting character development happens in return of the jedi yeah um you know vader had enough presence that he 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 was a character he had he had his he had his own basis to stand on the emperor never did which is kind of ironic because darth vader's technically only in 12 minutes of the first of episode four (laughs) Wait, he's only in twelve minutes. Yeah, he's only he only has twelve minutes of screen time in episode four, and yet he's such a powerful presence there. <laughs> That's how you do it, indeed. Uh, Darth Vader. We'll get to you eventually. I've met David Prowse. Uh, is that that's the guy inside the suit, right? Yes. Yeah, the, the fact that he's such a strong presence with so little screen time is actually part of why Anakin Skywalker in the prequels offends so many people. Well, I feel like it, the fact that he has so much presence with so little screen time, I think, is kind of similar to Maul. Only the thing is that Maul doesn't say anything, and Vader... Maul gets his presence through, like, the action stuff he does. Vader just kind of stands there and still is intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he has one kind of lame uh, sword fight. But other than that, you don't really see him do a whole Is that lot. for his benefit or detriment? Well, I think it's for his benefit because he wins. <laughs> well, you see, in, in um, uh, episode four in particular was very low budget, so I don't think they were able to do that much with the lightsaber scene, even if they wanted to. That and the fact that David Prowse couldn't see a goddamn thing and Alan Guinness was an old man. <laughs> 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 so that, oh, that, that explains so much, you know, because you want you rewatch that lightsaber battle in episode four, and it looks exactly like two old men trying to hit each other with sticks. <laughs> I'll harm you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like that was so much that was so lame the one in return of the jedi was awesome though yeah the one that, that, that was that was the best fight in the, in the original trilogy yeah well, it, it would make sense that they got better at it after each movie they also had more budget for the second and third movies they also that, had a younger actor on the hero side <laughs> Pretty sure, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the costumes for all the aliens in the Tatooine bar in the original cut were like store bought costumes, Halloween costumes and shit. Partially, yeah, like, it, it, was, it was mix and match between handmade stuff and stuff they bought at a store. Yeah, modified. Um, what is it? Oh, now hold on, going back to what's on screen. What does it say about the world when this uh, this government is more effective than the U.S. Uh, Senate? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, true. They do uh, get more done. <laughs> Also, what kind of headdress is that? It's she got them. You know, uh, you know how ca- ca- cartoon characters can only ever wear one thing. Well, Yugi actually does have other headpieces. It's just he's not allowed to ever wear them. So he he lent them to Amadala, and there you go. <laughs> Pretzel Amadala. <sighs> it's actually trading gear. <laughs> No, if she, if she starts spinning is, is around... It, no, those are nunchucks only on her hair. Is, you know, it, is uh, it this movie that has the faraway shot where the set, where one of the center seats is actually full of E.T. aliens? I, I, think it, I think so. I want to ask about something, okay? There's this fucking blue alien guy who's very conspicuously and sinisterly whispering in the Chancellor's ear the entire time. It's like, 
okay, dude, you're you're like more obvious than you would be if you were Jafar holding the snake staff in front of his face the whole time. <laughs> I well, mean, to be fair, the same thing's happening in Alamadala's pod too, with with Palpatine being like, "Psst, you should do what I say. I'm not evil." Who is that guy? Why does he look so familiar to me? Who, like, you, you, Chancellor Valorum. You yeah. see, the, the difference here is that is that is that Palpatine was whispering commentary on something that they were already looking at, whereas the the blue alien dude fucking point blank interrupted the Chancellor in the middle of saying something, and then got him to change his mind. It's like everyone in the room should be catching on to this shit. <laughs> Although, what, oh, there's ET aliens. Rare. Oh, I missed them. Damn it. I've got I've got Obi Wan and Anakin talking. I mean Obi Wan and uh, Obi Wan. Romantic sunset. Wait, there were ET aliens. Yeah. John, don't don't you dare start playing that porno music. There are already yeah. six novels on it, Ted. This was actually <laughs> the scene referenced earlier, where Obi Wan talks to to Qui Gon about being on a, on a, being a master and stuff. Yeah. Also, I love how like painted on the traffic is in the background yeah <laughs> in fact wow that cityscape looks ho- horrible terrible they describe anakin as being too old but what's the proper oh, age the, the, the I, I always that, got the idea that, that they took age. them when they the were point, like either babies or toddlers the, the point isn't age the point is impressionability okay anakin has a partially formulated worldview in his head and that he probably and very likely conflicts with the Jedi Code. Not to mention he was that, raised as a slave and only had yeah. a single parent household. He's He has a lot of emotional issues. Yeah, and the, the point is, taking them young, they're impressionable, you can instill the Jedi values. Basically, they indoctrinate them. And Anakin's too old to be indoctrinated. They only let Luke do it because they have no other choice. <laughs> well, they didn't really let Luke do anything. There wasn't a Jedi Order at all at that point. <laughs> You're Anakin. Let's try it again. Let's be a little more well, Luke, lenient well, with the when rules. Luke sets up, from what I've looked at for the expanded Luke, universe, Star, which is not... is a lot more ladian, as far as I know. Yeah, it's just it's a lot less culty. Yeah, he he. You know, he, I I don't think he had access to information on how the old Jedi Order ran things to begin with. So part of that is probably on a, is probably entirely by accident. But he does. Yeah, his Jedi Order is a lot less cultish. Well, I mean, I'm sure that the I'm sure well the empire it took over pretty peacefully, because it's just like it the it's basically the same institution. Palpatine just said, "I'm running this shit now." So it's like the the Jedi Temple's still probably there. All of the information's still lying around, or is no, it? He it pro- might have no, been destroyed. Palpatine, pro- if Palpatine was smart, he would have gotten rid of it. Well, he, you know, he 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 might have kept it for his own benefit he might have destroyed it nobody it's never actually explained as far as i know not even in the extended universe he well, might it's probably the archives themselves. Just... he probably kept the archives for their for their other informational value but as for how the jedi order worked i doubt he would have seen any value at all in keeping it around you know it's times like this where i actually wish that i have read all the other books and played all the other games so that I understood all this shit. <laughs> it's ironic that all the science stuff is actually better and more interesting than the movies lately. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, you know, go ahead. Oh well, never mind. Your prob- your point was probably more interesting than mine. I was just going to say I haven't really read that many novels. I've read like the uh, the first of a trilogy of post trilogy stories that are probably going to be retconned by Disney now. Um, I've read the, the I've read the Shadows of the Empire novel. 
uh, on which that's, that game was based. That's that the was very only good. expanded universe. I've, I've, the only thing I've ever read was Shadow. I've read a few Han. I've read a few Han Solo side books. I've read a few uh, Widge and Tilly's books, which are the Rogue Squadron games are based off of. The only thing, the only expanded universe thing I've ever had any serious interest in is Knights of the Old Republic. Because that's the one that people say is the best. Although, speaking of the witch at least Dennis Lawson, the guy who played him, is actually uh, Ewan McGregor's uncle. Oh. How about that? Wait, the, oh, yeah, this is something... Does Ewan McGregor play Obi-Wan in this one, or just two and three? It's, it's, it's Ewan McGregor in all three. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, he's I, pretty much, I understand... He's probably the I only have... actor in all three movies to, get, to actually come out relatively unscathed. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, then now I get why they made him grow the beard because he probably would look a whole lot younger. It, well, they made it, him. It, no, they wanted to make him look more like uh, Alec Guinness. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Ted, when you said he, you and McGregor was playing the only one that come out relatively unscathed, you, what do you mean, like in terms of like typecasting, something like that? Casting and well, career. Well, oh well, for someone who's been in all, well, Natalie Portman still has a career. Well, uh, Samuel Alex Jackson Alex, still I, uh, has a career. Well, Samuel Jackson had a big career before this. I meant no one really knew who you and McGregor was. Well, I knew Natalie Portman before. Uh, I knew Natalie Portman from uh, The Professional before I saw Phantom Menace. Yeah. Well, the, the, this was still one of her first big roles, though. Like I doubt that it. Uh, to be fair, she was much much younger then. Yeah, that that is very true. But she's still like doing stuff now, so that's Ewan, that. Has yeah, you and McGregor are still doing stuff. Like Hayden Christensen, I don't know of anything. I don't he's think been. he's doing anything. Anymore. I don't think he did anything before. He probably well, made enough. Did, money, he probably made enough money from these three movies to be set for life. But st- uh, I don't think I've seen him in anything uh, recently. I just love how. Qui Gon just blithely walks up in front of the, in front of his own apprentice and says, "I'll take another apprentice. I'll take this guy." <laughs> well, but wait, basically, what he's saying that Obi Wan's ready to be a knight himself. Yeah, he says that he says that belatedly, but at first he just sort of springs it on Obi Wan, and the look on Obi Wan's face is hilarious. It's just like, "What? You kicking me to the curb or something?" <laughs> it's like I'm not good enough for you, now, Qui Gon. Remember that sunset? <laughs> I thought we had something there. You're my brother. Oh my god. I loved you. <laughs> I like how R2's just sort of looking at the scenery. It's just like, um, oh, okay. Or maybe he's Did just wanted to fucking do a lightsaber battle already. Oh, Coruscant was a level in the PS1 game. I just remembered. Ugh. Stop bringing it up, man. What the hell could you do in that level? Oh, you, you basically. You the entire section was something that didn't happen in the movie. Well, that's what happens with movie-based tie-in games. Yeah, you know, I just don't really see why they added it beyond filler gameplay. Well, that's what it was. Filler. We need to do the game for the commentary channel. What did they do in the in the the level though? Uh, I don't even remember. It's been so long. I, I remember. Know, but you could probably kill something that's plot relevant. <laughs> yeah. it, it involved a lot of running around indoors, though, because PS1 graphics and Coruscant scenery not happening. <laughs> uh. They made Coruscant look really good in the uh, Bounty Hunter game. What Bounty Hunter game? The Django Fett game. They made a Django Fett game? Yeah, for the PS2. That was a PS2 game, though. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 they managed yeah. to do it pretty good then. Mm-hmm. That was PS2, though, and we're talking a PS1 game. Yeah. Fucking PS1. Everything so, looked ugly as fuck in that game. I'm pretty sure it's because I'm just a well-fed fat ass, but when I hear Coruscant, does anybody else think of Coruscant? 
<laughs> yeah, I but do. A little bit. Incidentally, they added a whole bunch of um, celebration to the end of uh, Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. And you hear Jar Jar being like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, yeah, he hoped, wished, I had hoped he had died at some point. Okay, Amidala's costumes are now just fucking distracting. <laughs> okay, it, it, you're, you're yeah. ahead then. Because I think I, I actually think at this point, I was watching this movie. I was only twelve years old when this movie first came out, but I was keeping a count in my head as like, what costume is she wearing this time? I think it's more of a. I think it was more men as kind of a joke because Carrie Fisher only had one outfit the entire episode four. So kind of <laughs> as a joke, they wanted to give her as many outfits as possible. Though they mentioned selling off the queen's wardrobe, there had to be enough fucking clothes in there to pay for three starships. <laughs> Okay, you can wear something normal for a half an hour so we can get back home. The joke is, the queen was dressed up in normal clothes most of the time anyway. It's only the decoy who wears half of these outfits. It's just like here, like, the, the, it's really obvious that that's CG over an aerial sky shot. Mm. Hey guys! We're almost at the cool parts. Almost. Yay! <laughs> We're almost at the only part anyone actually likes this movie for. Oh, be, to be fair, at least this this movie's ending action seems a lot more impressive than the than episode two's ending movie action. Wait, scene. has my has my movie fallen behind again? Yeah, I'm at I'm at, I'm at Obi Wan and Qui Gon talking in the forest. I just That's got where- Jar Jar leaving a swamp. Why the hell? I've got Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon still. To- oh well, I'm I'm like three seconds behind uh, John. Okay. I was well yep, behind I'm, the rest uh, of you. How is yeah. my is my PS3 just playing this like an iota and more slowly? Just with Padres. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, no I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, he's, he's still locked in Mortal Kombat with Sebulba. No, <laughs> it, it, I, they hadn't landed on they hadn't landed on Naboo yet. I'm I'm wondering Speed if my up. PS3 is playing the uh, video too slowly or something like. On like, not that I can detect it while I'm watching, but for some you reason, you probably got the ep- uh, super special, extra special edition that has like 15 seconds of. It's like maybe the frame rate is a bit slower and it just lags behind over time. Yeah, I don't like know. like every 10 minutes. I've just been speeding up for a couple of seconds, and that seems to be keeping me up relatively well. Well, you two are both watching it on your PS3s, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it on my Mac. I'm watching it on my computer too. So. Fuck's sake, it's the PS3's fault. <laughs> Sony? Well, they're talking with the Gungans right now, so... Yeah, I'm at, yeah. I'm at that, too. They're talking with Jar Jar and... Speed, speed it up a bit, Lewis. I Riding in, uh, speeding up, speeding right up. Right D-pad button. <laughs> <laughs> Boss Nasta. Why are you here? <laughs> Okay, you don't, Padme, why are you bringing this up? It doesn't matter who he thinks is the queen. Why Why are you even mentioning this? There's no reason it's to mention this. It's supposed to be a sign of trust. I, I, okay, I get that, but still. How old was Natalie Portman when she did this she movie? Wasn't, I don't think she was any older than 16 at this point. She couldn't have been that much older because I, I believe The Professional was a mid-90s movie. Natalie, hold on, I'm doing a quick Portman. 
Hold on. Oh, I searched Natalie Portnan. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, she was born in 81. So at this okay, point, she, yeah, she was like 17. She was 17. Down. She was 17. Yeah, you're right. You're right with us. Good. So yeah, she was 17 when this movie came out. Well, when when it was filmed, at the very least. Well, no, it came out in 99, so 17. So she was probably 16, probably 16 17 half, when it was filming. Half the Gungans in the background barely have any skin texture at all. Well, like why waste processing on that? They, it, they, it, they it's look jarring. They put a lot of detail into Boss Nass and Jar Jar Binks and Mustachio Dude. But beyond that, most of the Gungans are really obviously crap CG. I'm so glad we don't see this guy ever again. <laughs> no, he's in, he's in episode three. Well, I know, but he the doesn't he do anything. He wiggles his fingers like that. It's creepy. <laughs> it's like he's, he's, he acts like Homer Simpson before he gets a donut. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at Padme the entire time. <laughs> oh wait, Darth Maul just had another line. Stop the presses. What did he say? I don't know. All I know is that he said things. <laughs> well, he just could be practicing ventriloquism. <laughs> he moved his mouth and words came out. Progress. Now I know I'm behind by a few seconds again. Yeah. Should I just keep the thing on permanent times 1.5? No, not quite. No. <laughs> Why is everyone on a sugar rush? Uh, uh, Boss Nesta, what are you doing? Why are you making Jar Jar a general? Um, I'm at the scene where they're just talking to each other. Yeah, I've, I'm there too. You and I, I think we're all uh, pretty synced up. Yeah. Besides Lewis. Oh, man. Uh, and then, special editions are going to fuck us up. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jar Jar Bink faints. Plop. Am I synced? Yep. yep. Oh, I got Natalie talking to the black guy. Yep, me too. But that's me too. You fucking hell. <laughs> Another ten seconds, Lewis. Uh, the movie just the movie just finished, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I do think I do think the PS3s are running at a slightly. So Anakin slower. and Obi Wan are fighting in this lava pit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Behind by two movies. Land, Lando, by Cal, two Lando Calrissian just leading just leading the charge on the second Death Star. Fuck you! <laughs> uh, also, I love how. That that, 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 that that hologram rotates, but the red line indicating the route doesn't rotate at all. Like, okay. Lazy graphic design. So, where are we actually going in from? It, this point here, or that point there, that the thing was at 20 seconds ago, or what? It does, we never get a good idea of the geography of this place, so all you need to know is from outside the castle. That's yeah. all we... That's Everyone, we... do you have your cardboard boxes ready? <laughs> have your ba- have your bandanas, which give you infinite ammo. <laughs> they have blasters. They don't need ammo. They run on charges. They don't have infinite ammo. I have um, never. Oh, they, seen... they just have a battery. Yeah. I have never seen anyone ever put a charge in a blaster in the movies. Yeah, because they just have it charged up when they use it. Yeah. When well, does the fact that they have charges ever become relevant? Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, right. I, also, I, love, I love that they have a walking spider robot that's entirely designed as a mobile phone. <laughs> uh, the eye spider. <laughs> hey, oh, go, oh, got Ryan, it should be your favorite part. The Gungans are going in for the slaughter. <sighs> 
What? Not, not enough of not enough of them die. <laughs> not enough of them die. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of Battlefront Two. One of the places is Naboo, and you can kill all sorts of Gungans. It's so <laughs> satisfying. Uh, well, you know the Gungans themselves aren't annoying. It's just Jar Jar and Boss Nass. Well, they're the only Mustachio. two who ever say anything. But no, Mustachio here is pretty cool. I was I like, gonna say the rest of the Gungans are pretty competent. I think. Just the leader is a fucking idiot who who appointed a fucking idiot as a general. <laughs> He's like that guy from Dilbert with the pointy hair. The, oh, the pointy-haired boss. Uh, yeah. Uh. That would explain. That actually makes so, too much sense. <laughs> what the fuck is up with Natalie Portman's gun? And are they really using laser pointers to send signals? What <laughs> am I supposed to be looking at now? Um, Qui-Gon uh, was just shaking his finger with a laser. You know what? I'm going to sink ahead a bit now. Yeah, I'm at, I just sped up to when Qui-Gon was talking with Anakin. Now I they're making poses. Lightsabers! It's been a while since... They just since... the lightsabers. Now everyone's shooting hey. everything up. In my <laughs> By intentionally trying to sink ahead of you, I lined up with you. Great. Good, just stay there. Make sure it's playing at one time speed. I, I've been doing that the whole time. I keep slipping behind. Yeah, I have no idea what's up with that. I, I think the, I think the uh, PS3 is playing at a slightly slower frame rate than the than the PC. The PC is faster hardware, maybe, so we're getting a slight lag there. Oh yeah, PC master. Oh, actually, I'm not part of the PC master race. I wouldn't know. Um. Neither am go, I. I have a show me, life. John. We win. Best team ever. Ten out of okay. ten. Uh, the Naboo Starfighter, the most broken ship in Nordic Squadron Two. <laughs> what about the? What about uh, George Lucas's car? That's just a joke car. <laughs> That's just a joke ship. <laughs> but what are its stats? Oh, Wilhelm scream! You just got into the ship. Am I synced? Yeah, you're synced, Lewis. You're awesome. Synced. Oh, Wilhelm scream! <laughs> yep. There is one in every single movie, right? There's um, not every single movie, but it is the most used sound effect clip in history. No, I know that, but I'm talking about in Star Wars. Oh history. yeah, it's in it's in every Star Wars movie. <laughs> where where did it originally come from? Was it a guy named Wilhelm? No, it was from a movie from the 1930s. It was a cowboy movie, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and I think the cowboy's name was Wilhelm. Yeah. Hence, Wilhelm scream. It's in Batman Returns, I know that. At this point, it's just sort of a joke sound clip, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like shooting the bad guys isn't working. We should... It looks like shooting the... It, it looks like shooting the force field isn't working. Let's walk robots into it. Let's, shoot, let's, let's, let's shoot it again. Now, uh, I actually do kind of like the design of the, the Trade Federation robots. Because, like, I feel like they're appropriately threatening while still sort of effective for comic relief in points. Not really. They, they, they were canonically supposed to be dumb as rocks. Yeah. Well, it's just like they're when just, you get just, a lot of them mass here, it's, little just, idiots. it's just like, I do feel like I do like their, I do like their design uh, pretty much. I do like them. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, you wonder during the trilogy why they don't use droids for fighting. Because they're dumb and, as bricks. Well, yeah. Well, the prequel trilogy does use droids for fighting. They moved on to clones. It's it is it, it's a it's a believable. Uh, it, it's one of the only believable points points in the uh, prequel trilogy where they show like techn technological advancement in warfare. Apart from that, 
all of the technology looks more advanced in the prequel trilogy than it did in the uh, in the later games. In, in the later my gummies. Why oh my the, gummies! Why did the shield repel? The, the shield can only the repel laser, laser blasts. Yeah. You can still walk through it. I don't know mm. how that works, mind you, but that's just yeah. That, that's why I'm questioning it in the first place. Well, you know, I kind of think of it as logic, kind of like in Mass Effect, where they have Mass Effect fields that only repel things if they're moving at a cer- above a certain speed because it's based on kinetic energy. Although oh. in this case, I think it has to do more with what what a blaster fire is made of. Maybe a temperature. Our general, maybe. ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, blaster well blaster fire it would would be relatively hot, so maybe it's just a heat shield. Ah, Kirby! Or made content. It's what? simply Darth Maul. Oh. <laughs> right on desync again. Yep. What else is new, Lewis? Best part just of watch the rest of the movie. Best part of the movie. Oh fuck, he's got cutters. Duel stuff. of the Fates, motherfucker. I, I love this. This track. is my favorite Star Wars song, actually. Yeah, it is. If there's one good thing that came out of Episode One, it's it's Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates, and to be the best choreographed lightsaber duel in the entire series. Yeah. Well, because well, you have Ewan McGregor, who's actually really athletic, and you have the best stuntman being Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, uh, the the ones in episodes two and three aren't aren't too far well, back. They're they're too CG heavy. Well, they are. I, I like episode three's uh, uh, lightsaber battles, but none of the ones in episode two, other than like that three second fight with Yoda at the end, really impressed me. Here, I, I like episode one's the best because it's uh, again, it's mostly practical effects. Uh, but it's just like I feel like I feel like it's I, I feel like the CG doesn't bother me too much. In one uh, of the problems, one of the problems with the lightsaber duels, apart from this one, is that they have a lot of close-ups of their face with the lightsaber flipping around below the camera. To that indicate was my that. problem with Attack yeah. of the Clones. Yeah, too, yeah. Too, too much spinning the lightsaber around for light effects. Yeah. Well, no, no, I just mean, like, they, they put the camera up to the, the actor's face, and then you see the light, you see, you see the, the lightsaber, like, waving around beneath the camera to indicate that there's a fight going on, but they're not actually showing you what's actually happening. Yeah, here they're actually He's fighting. fighting. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're seeing the actual uh, attacks, parries, etc., flips. Yeah, you, look, the camera's pulled back. You can see every move each of them are making. Darth Maul just, like, Hit the hit, hit Qui Gon in the leg, knocked him down. This is this is brilliant. This is awesome. I I like I, I like Episode threes because they use the Force a little bit more creatively. But when it comes to just like lightsaber fighting, this is definitely the best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the there's also it, cool it, athletic it, stuff with the jumps and shit. Yeah, you know, that's, 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 like, there's always something happening, you know. Yeah, it, it involves teamwork, which is a which is kind of a, something that the other lightsaber battles never do because they're usually one on one things. And look, you look, you see, on tried to charge, but he had to, but he had to stumble because Qui Gon charged at the same time. That sort of stuff is interesting. Well, it's also this is the only two on one fight. Well, no, wait, never mind. I think Episode Three at the beginning there's a two on one for at least a little bit with Dooku. There, yeah, there was a one with Dooku. But that, I, that was meant to be a curb stomp. Yeah, that yeah. was. Well, Dooku's just not very good at it. I well, got the. Well, uh, Christopher Lee's ancient. <laughs> Christopher Lee's ancient. Oh, fuck. Well, it's, yeah. it's been so long since I've that... seen episode two that I can't remember why he was able to hold off Yoda to begin with. Yeah, plot convenience. Well, the plot yeah, says think... so. The thing about the thing about uh you, you know Christopher Lee I think is part of the reason that the, the the episode two lightsaber battles kept cutting to their faces because Christopher Lee can't really do the stunt stuff. 
Well, you can. Well, that's why they have stuntmen, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like here. I I, I hear like they have. They kind of hide the fact that they need a, a stuntman for Liam Neeson by keeping the camera zoomed out. So it's uh, you still can't. It still can't. It still can't tell that they have a stuntman there, but you still see their face. You still see the fight. Here yeah. they they need to constantly remind you that it's still Christopher Lee. So that that that's the focus instead of the fact that they're fighting things. Yeah. Which is why we watch a Star. Uh, yeah, the lightsaber fights are pretty much why anybody like watches Star Wars. Which There's is some, it's the most wait. famous part of the entire fucking series. There's glowy swords, and you fight with them. By that logic, episode four sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Most powerful, most dangerous weapon in the universe points at face. (laughs) That's the first thing Luke does with with the lightsaber. He points the the beam part right at his face while he's looking into it. (laughs) He's like a kid who picks up his first gun. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And and, and Obi-Wan just goes, look, I have to train this little shit great. How old, is, uh, how old is Luke supposed to be in episode 4? Um, like, 21, 20? 22. Okay. Mark Hamill was like 30 when he recorded it. No, he wasn't 30. He was in his late 20s, I think. Okay. Yeah, because, wow, let's that, see, uh, Return of the Jedi turns 30 sure. this year, and I believe he was in his, ooh, I want to see, early 30s then, so he's in his mid-60s now. Well, let's see, hold on. He was born 1951. I have a question. He was was 26 when uh, when, uh, New Hope came out. Did did these guys just use uh, magnetic grappling hooks on stone? Yes. Yes, Yes, they did. What? You know what? You're lucky that didn't land on your arm, (laughs) Maul. It's I, amazing I, that I Darth do really like do all that. this without dropping his lightsaber. He'd be fucked if he dropped that thing. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, specialized I, I, lightsabers, dual-wielding lightsabers. There's a reason you don't see many people in the series who do that, because it takes some really fucking specialized training. I do like, uh, in this one particular kind of, I guess, tower, a lot of the wide-angle shots they used. That's going to show the scale of the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give the cinematographer credit for that. Uh, the, the the PS1 game, uh, the, this part was uh, the, you you played through obviously the Darth the the Darth Maul fight. The this this entire part was a level that you had to go through. I think. Yeah, it was. I never really got this force field section though. Well, I, like not what it did in the facility. I don't care why they have these here. <laughs> I don't get why they. Well, I don't get why they just have Obi Wan meditating here and Darth Maul's just sort of pacing. Just we well, like, can't really do anything. Okay. It's basically <laughs> have an excuse to go back to the starship fight. Okay. Well, I was took it. I was took it as and break. <laughs> well, and that's uh, one of the things that I liked about the beginning of the fight is how well they edited it. Like they, they, they you get a pretty even amount of cuts between uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul's fight, Gungan fight, uh, the starship fight, and Padme storming the castle. You know, on, on, this, on the subject of the meditating thing, okay, I think it's supposed to contrast between the three characters. You got Qui-Gon, who kneels down and meditates with his eyes closed, all calm and patient. You got Obi-Wan, who's pacing around impatiently. And then you got Darth Maul, who's who's prowling back and forth like a motherfucking animal. So, yeah, it's sort of a personality thing, mostly. I, I guess. I wouldn't give Lucas that much credit. <laughs> I can see it, though. It, yeah. it, it, for... for in- 
what Lewis explained makes sense. It, it might have been partly the actors. I'm not sure, but it, 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 it fits. And you know what? I kind of like it because Darth Maul doesn't get much other personality in this movie at all. Well, he's in, he's, he's in so, uh, tons and tons of expanded universe shit. Like, I think that Clone Wars CG TV show, I think he's in that. Wait, how just, can he be in that? He's dead. No, they well, built, think, they build no, him a lower half. He, does, he doesn't die. His, bo- his bottom half becomes a robotic spider. What? What? Frieza. Uh, oh, what? Up, look up Wikipedia. <laughs> you know, I knew there was a reason I didn't watch look that. Up Darth- <laughs> Do yourself I, a favor, look up Darth Maul on Wikipedia, and you'll see some pretty damn hilarious... Um, I like how the wiki for Star Wars is called the Wikipedia. <laughs> I, yeah, I do like that, too. I think, I'm going to, I think I'm going to pretend that's not canon, and just assume he dies when he gets so, cut. Wait, Lewis, Lewis Disney's already doing that for you. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm scrolling through. I'm scrolling through uh, pictures. Uh, um, I'm scrolling through. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Disney's cutting out a lot of the uh, fran- a lot of the uh, extra bullshit. I-, I hope they keep the the Cartoon Network Clone Wars thing. The the, the cartoon- animated ones. The, an- the, the the shorts. The yeah. animated. Yeah, I, w- I was right. Uh, Darth Maul gets spider legs. The b- Darth Maul's bo- bottom half becomes spider legs. Fucking bullshit! That um, that happens twenty. Uh, that let's see. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to scroll through what else he did. Oh, apparently he loses those at some point, though. Because uh, of fan. I think, he's, I think he's still hiding around. Back to the fight. Episode. Back to the fight. Back to the fight. <laughs> Yay! Lightsabers. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to be synced to Darth Maul. Okay. That yeah. Was, that was pretty much. That was pretty much everyone's reaction to when that that they started fighting. It's like, come on, start fighting against, start fighting again. Yay, lightsabers! You can tell that's pretty much what Obi Wan was thinking too. But nope, cock blocked. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, uh, you got a feel for Obi Wan here. He has to stand by and watch, basically like Luke well, did. I, I just want, I just want to know, you, Obi Wan has force speed. Why didn't he speed up? He Big no count plus one. He, he needed to def, uh, conserve his energy or something. I don't know. Are you sure he didn't use force speed there? Yeah. Yeah, the, those are like speed of light lasers. You gotta remember yeah. that these guys use force powers selectively. Well, there's you, like, you do you have like, a, is there like a, a mana bar for force powers? Yes. That's why he was meditating to recharge it. <laughs> well, in video enough. games, there are like uh, charge bars. Yeah, like well, they never, they they never really elaborate that. Force choke everything. Yeah, they, li- they, they don't <laughs> have a. They have a force bar. Even, well, and even then, in the Star Wars, in the Revenge of the, in the Revenge of the Sith uh, beat 'em up video game on the DS, uh, when you play the Anakin story mode, all you have to do to win bosses is abuse the fuck out of the force choke power, yeah, they, and yeah, you will never fucking yeah. lose. It's they never really explain if there's really kind of a limit to what they can do. Or how much they can use the force, which is why everyone just kind of quirks an eyebrow at some of the points in movies. Honestly, like, honestly, as the prequel trilogy went on, they added more and more force powers yeah. to the point where where you can see a log- you can see a de- definite progression in how much the Jedi can do from prequel movie to prequel movie to finally the Force unleashed. In which at which point the force became becomes fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> No one likes to mention the Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed was fun. It's just not very good canon material. Didn't you, they you get the guy who a did star Chad destroyer Vader, with the Force? Didn't they get the guy who did those Chad Vader shorts uh, to Who'd voice? Be Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah, they did. they did. That was actually really awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yep, that's actually Ewan McGregor doing that. 
but, like, I, I, I love shit. this. This yeah. fight. I love this. This is the best part for me. Yep. But yeah, uh, uh, over, you know, there's no stunt doubles involved because both of these guys are fucking awesome at what they do. <laughs> And it's like this is Obi Wan Kenobi. This is the old master that that that, that we was didn't get some ten minutes in Episode Four before he died. Um, <laughs> it's like this scene in in particular. I can just see how it's like I, you know, I never had a problem with McGregor as Obi Wan, but he, McGregor he just, as Obi Wan is probably the best actor in the. Pre- he's he's the best casting in the entire prequel trilogy hands down he does the character well he does the he, he does the jedi knight thing well he does everything well i could fan i could fan rant about this guy for hours if i felt inclined unfortunately i'm too much of a lazy fuck to do that cool droids don't well, oh fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh wait we got oh wait we kind of needed that generator <laughs> but, so wait, was that his intention to blow this up, or was it a complete happenstance? happenstance? I think it was an exact... Oh, we missed the it was pod racing line. Star Wars Super, Star Wars Episode Four Super Awesome Special Edition. Yahoo! Now this is <laughs> pod racing. <laughs> now, God damn it, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny. This entire fight is won completely by accident. Oh no, he um, just said the pod racing line. It, it, it's, I'm it's... trying to act. Oh fuck! The droids were running on Vista the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> How is there an explosion in space? I have a question though. Is this... Oh, you're gonna nitpick that, Ryan? <laughs> I just like bringing okay, it up. I have a question. I have a really big, important question here. Okay, at the beginning of the movie, we saw like a whole fleet of those droid control ships. Why is this? Why are all the droids linked to just one? No, I think that one was just in control of the droids in that general area. Mm, possible, yeah, might be. It's just they never really address the fact that there's more than one control ship. You just you only ever just fight. Enter and control the one control ship. There's nothing on the outside that that indicates that this ship is special, and you know, it, it's kind of a motherfucking big weakness. Well, that's well, why they I... evolved to the other droids in uh, Episode Two, like the the big blue ones. Bye, Darth Maul. I... You wish you were in the other two movies. I have a, you know what? It, it just you know, it just speaks to to Darth Maul's sudden moment of ineptitude that. Obi-Wan basically pulled off the same move Anakin tried on him at the end of the third at the, th- the end of the third episode. I have the high ground. Oops. <laughs> yeah, it's actually my least favorite part of the movie too that Maul did nothing to react to that. Well, he's just like, "Oh fuck, I he lost has all the time in the, the world." world. It, he had his lightsaber already out too. Yeah. Well, I uh, well again, I, I it's a movie, so things we see things at a rate that we can comprehend them. But I assume okay. that happened faster in the context of the film. The the thing is, uh, if you need to, if you need, they wouldn't have needed to pull out that ass pull, that ass pull dramatic death uh, defeat scene if they hadn't written themselves into a corner where Obi Wan was hanging from the pit. There was no need for that. They, they really should have just had him beat fought. Darth Maul. I, here's, here's the thing about that, okay? The rest of the fight probably wasn't in the script. That bit, on the other hand, was most likely in the script. Well, they so have the, a choreographer. They have a when it comes to writing the screenplay, 
All you have to do is write, these three characters are fighting in one area. They're fighting in this other area. Now they're in the, the t- generator room. Yeah, All of they... the actual choreography is done by a choreographer. Yeah, but they... Obi-Wan hangs off of a cliff. That is written into the script. Yeah, so, you know, it kind of clashes with the choreography that came before it. And, you know, honestly, the choreographer is much more competent at his job than the writer slash director is at theirs. So, <laughs> you know, it, it just, it, 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 it's glaringly forced the way it happens. And, you know, honestly, I think they should have, they should have scrapped that while they were making the movie. But at some point, someone either didn't get that bright idea or, or Lucas else was too or, stubborn to let it go. Hem, Lucas. Mm. <laughs> So is it a He's good or be- bad thing that J.J. Abrams is now in charge of the series? We'll see. <laughs> I like the Star Trek remake. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, it's an enjoyable movie. I don't okay, now I- here's biggest mistake number one regarding Anakin post this movie. So they basically say, Obi-Wan, okay, yeah, you're plenty talented, you're a knight now. Your first, your first uh, you know, uh, Padawan, Anakin. No, if he's that freaking important, why don't you let him get trained by Yoda or Mace Windu or something? Well, Look, okay. Man, their I schedule's that... already chock full enough as it is. They don't have okay, time. Well, Nobody got time for that, right? Well, give it to someone well, who's, well, it to someone who's my, been a night longer. Might be that Obi Wan knows uh, Anakin already, so they've known each other for like with, three days. They don't, talk, they don't talk to each other. They've at known all, each so. other for like three days. Yeah, so that that's I don't I don't get that either. I would have had I would have had a Windu or or Yoda or, or at personally. least someone who has far more experience do it. Well, you know, during Jedi training, they actually they actually do spend time with like Yoda and the other masters. So it's not like nobody but Obi Wan well, has. Well, well, uh, Anakin pretty much skipped all of the 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 young youngling training. He's he just jumped straight to being a Padawan. He might have, but yeah. I don't think. Well, that. in, in it, episode it, two, there's a scene where they have a whole bunch of really young kids doing basic lightsaber stuff. I'm pretty yeah. sure that he skipped all that, and he's just doing shit with Obi Wan now. Yeah, so like, it's, 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 hell, it's still confusing as to why they would put him in Obi Wan's care when Obi Wan literally just became a knight himself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's questionable. Granted, Obi Wan was made a knight later than he should have been, but um. Oh look, the the movie's even glad that it's over. It's throwing a fucking grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's mood whiplash right there. We cut from a fucking funeral to a fucking parade. I do like the parade music though. Mm, yeah, kill the gun. Oh, it's a glowy orb of. Wait, where the fuck did that glowy orb come from? It's never explained. <laughs> you know they're, they're they're really trying to mirror Episode One. Four a bit too strongly here. I feel. Yeah. Well, the they would have been playing the episode four music if they really wanted to do that, because it would yeah. it would have fit. It's just you know they end on an awards ceremony and the same sort of pullback shot. It just strikes me as a bit too blatant for my liking. You may now kiss the glowing orb. <laughs> do you take the glowing orb to be your lawfully <laughs> wedded wife? <laughs> I do. Incidentally, what is that? Some sort of high-tech lava lamp? It's the Orb of Phantasmagoria. <laughs> <laughs> also, you guys should read Darth's and Droids sometime. Right, bye, Christopher Lloyd. We're never going to see you again. <laughs> For good reason. Like Christopher that was Star Wars! Or, at least it was for me. My credits are playing now. Yep, credits. Yep, my credits are playing now, too. Rick yeah. McCollum, why didn't you whack Lucas on the head a few times during this? I, okay, I, I don't 
get how it's that bad. This is like equivalent to a dumb. This is basically just a, a dumb actor. David, David Tattersall, BSC, director of photography. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just that's. Yeah, it's ben, all intentional. Ben Burke, the original sound, the original sound effect person. He made the At, Star Wars. He made the lightsaber noises. All right. Well, final thoughts, guys. Lewis, you first. I, I, uh, to be honest. The, I, I enjoy episodes two and three overall because uh, despite problems with the whole canon series thing, they're they're overall they're pretty enjoyable movies to watch. I, they, episode one is just it's got terrible pacing, mediocre acting all over the place, Lloyd, and it has that nineteen ninety nine squeakiness to its special effects, and it's it's it's, it's just uh, like. It, it it's also the most forced out of all three. Is that a point? Like, <laughs> no, but I'm going to pretend it is. It, it, it's ter- Terrence, you know, it has Terrence the most stamp. Contrivance. It has the most contrivance out of all three. Uh, it forces. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of the opposite. I think I've... two and three force themselves way too hard, and this one's just kind of like, okay, we're episode one, really far from four, five, and six. We're going to reference stuff, but for the most part, we're just going to do our own thing. <laughs> Well, I, 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 episode one, the only part that, the thing, nothing, I don't get how this offends so many people. Because, like, I get that it's not a particularly good movie, but I don't get the whole franchise-destroying, ruined forever, Lucas, I hate Look, you sort of. You gotta thing. realize that the only ones that were saying that it was such a major offense was the hardcore Star Wars, Wars. fans. And now it's because they hadn't gotten a movie in, ooh, 16 years. <laughs> in a long time. Do I need to rant about how the phrase ruined forever is just terrible, illogical, completely? It's and the utter- same argument you can make with any other fan base in the history of everything. Sonic. So I don't think you should waste your time, or at least save no, it for another video. Anyway. I, oh, just ruined forever. Nothing, no, you know what? No amount of prequel bullshit could possibly ruin the three movies we already have. Those movies, the only things that ruin those movies are the things that keep adding to them arguably, but the <laughs> movies themselves still exist. Even if you hate the fuck out of the special editions, the original cuts still exist. In fact, they include the original cuts with the special editions now. So, Disney Blu-ray release, please. There's like, in my DVD set, there, each is two discs. There's a there's an extra disc with the original cut, complete with uh, movie theater graininess and shit. I, oh, cool. Well, I have VHSs, so. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just, um, it's like, you know, I don't really like the prequel trilogy, yeah, but they don't change anything that already exists. Enjoy the stuff that already exists. Don't say the entire series is fucked because of this one game over here. Devil May Cry 2 sucks. Yeah, DMC 1, 3, and 4 are still good games. You see what I mean? Ultimately, this one, over time, this one has offended me less than 2 and 3. Mm. Well, I, I, well and... I don't get 3. Two, I, I, I still well, think that 2 Because 3 one. has absolutely horrid acting. Well, I think the acting in I three think is better two. than the acting than two. I think two. Is well, they both the they both suck, but <laughs> no, but well, two no, especially. No, I think the acting man. in three is better than the acting here. I don't. Let's put it this way: as a general Star Wars fan, you know, I mentioned earlier that I don't go out of my way to look at any of the expanded universe. I never watched the Clone Wars saga, all that kind of shit. You know, I actively avoid watching Attack of the Clones. I, I don't do that with any other Star Wars movie. That's why we're, we're watching in two weeks. 
it, <laughs> it, 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 it's the thing though. Like if I, if I were to catch a Star Wars movie on cable or uh, you know or on TV, if I was doing something, if it was Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, let it play in the background or sit down and watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't do that with Attack of the Clones because I don't like Attack of the Clones. Change the channel. Move on to something else. The thing yeah. with Revenge of the Sith is that there's there's at least they try to act there. Nobody try. There's like three actors who try in this movie, and that's. Um, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, and uh, Palpatine are the only people who try here. And and, then, and Jar Jar Binks. And <laughs> Jar Jar, yeah, and Jar Jar. Obi Wan, the Emperor, and Jar Jar are the only people trying. Gets a, to give Episode Three credit, at least mo- the majority of the actors are trying. They're not doing a very good job. But they're trying. I can't <laughs> what, 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 what's worse, been... trying and failing, or just not caring? Uh, trying and failing. The if there only, was ever the phrase honestly, a, if ever the phrase a for effort counted it was there the only <laughs> acting the only piece of acting in the latter two movies that uh, that outright offended me was the big no <laughs> <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> and, to, and, and you want to know what the odd thing is? That's the old, that that was James Earl Jones who did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Lucas directing him. So, oh, yeah, well. but st- James Earl Jones can fucking act. He was Mufasa. <laughs> I still get a kick out of the Phantom Menace. It's not the best of the films, obviously. <laughs> Even I'll tell you that. But you know, it has its moments. We're saying There's about. You know, Thirty when, minutes of worthwhile film in here. So it's when Lewis it. when Lewis suggested that we start doing the Star Wars films and you know we start with the Phantom Menace, I had no problem with that. You know because I, I, I saw this. I actually saw Phantom Menace twice in theaters, uh, once on its opening day, and then about a week later when my mom wanted to go see it because she's also the uh, pretty big Star Wars fan. I think she may be a bigger Star Wars fan than me. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I had no tr- problem watching that. I ended up owning the, uh, the VH set. I saw it on TV numerous times and I-, I like it, but compared to like the, like the original trilogy, no, I don't think it holds a candle, but I don't think it's the worst fucking thing in the world either. Oh, there are way, way, way worse, worse movies out there than the Star Wars prequels. Internet, shut up, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. I guess uh, just go and give a very quick final thoughts because the movie's over. Uh, uh-huh. Lewis, make it quick. <laughs> My thought is just, you know, it's it's bland. It has its moments. That's all. I don't really have much more to say than I already than I haven't already. Uh, assuming most of what I've said has has been heard. When was the last time I started cutting out? By the way, about, like about an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. Your internet connection slowly but gradually got better. Yeah, it seems to be it seems to be giving me trouble between like during the evening lately. Uh, I guess like six a.m. Uh, brain crash recordings. I get, uh, yeah, six a.m. brain crash. We'll start meeting early in the morning now. <laughs> um, but or, or, could you? All right, if someone asked you, Lewis, if you could recommend Phantom Menace to a general moviegoer, I wouldn't recommend any of the prequels to a general movie audience to be honest uh i this is probably the closest one i would get it's like if someone said should i watch this movie i'd say if you could get it for free (laughs) and that's about it that's about it otherwise i'd say otherwise i'd say get the soundtrack and watch the lightsaber duel on youtube (laughs) you know i 
basically, I think this is ultimately the best of the prequels. I still don't know how you think this is better than 3. Because uh, we'll get to 3. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I just think that has the most enjoyable parts out of it. Yeah, it's incredibly boring in a lot of places, and it, they characters make a lot of stupid decisions, but, you know, you have the pod race, you have the lightsaber battles, you have an exciting opening. You know, it, it does a few things right. They're basically the same thoughts here. It's just like, I can I can sit through the boring stuff, and the, the, the exciting stuff makes up for it, for the most part. Well, um, I, I mentioned earlier that, I you know, I saw it twice in the theaters, and I, I catch it on cable every now and then, but here's the thing. The last time I caught it on cable was about eight to nine years ago. <laughs> I don't, I don't actively go out of my way to watch Phantom Menace, uh, and I think that's that's to the film's detriment. Well, I mean, um, it's not like I go out of my way to watch it either. I'm just saying. But there's the thing, though. Uh, watching this. Because I, I didn't watch this uh, ahead before we started the commentary. I figured I've watched it so many times in the early 2000s that everything would be stuck in my head anyway. And for the most part, it was. But watching it here with you guys made me realize how broken apart it was. You know, you got we, – we made, we made fun of it earlier. You know, you got action scenes and you got politics, action, politics, action, politics. And I didn't really notice that earlier back when, you know, early teenage years. But I noticed it now as a 25-year-old man. And – um. <laughs> How very appropriate that this commentary was especially laggy then. <laughs> <laughs> it was sapping away all the fun. Uh, uh, but I noticed it more than ever now than I did back then. And uh, to me, if you want to, if I could recommend this movie to you, you got to have a stomach for that kind of thing. But if you're in it for the action, I think it'll still satisfy you in the end. Mm. Just have the scene skip button on standby. Pretty yeah, watch the watch the opening scene, watch the pod racing scene especially. Turn on that surround sound like nothing else, and then you watch the final lightsaber duels with uh, Darth Maul, Qui Gon, and Obi Wan. What best lightsaber duel in the entire series? Agreed. I will completely agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess that's it for the Phantom Menace. We'll be getting to Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith eventually. Can we just skip to no? We need to be, no. we need to bitch about episode two. two. <laughs> don't wait to don't you want to hear lines about sand? <laughs> I don't want it's coarse and grain, Johnny, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get my standby cardboard cutout ready with a with a soundboard <laughs> filled with ten distinctive lines that you can. Get oh, this sucks. Oh, this sucks. Ha ha ha. I hate sand. <laughs> So just going to pull a nostalgia uh, critic on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. I'll get my cyanide pill on standby. <laughs> all right, so we'll see you guys all later. Good.